<laughs> They're behind me, aren't they? We today on Through the Lens have one plan. Talk. Did you get that one? If you can't tell by my condescending tone, today on Through the Lens we are talking about the first phase of the now expansive, and some would say, me, overdone, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and talking about how it came to be. But first, everyone, and I mean everyone's favorite short segment, the news. Alex? Davis? Once what again, was the just talk? I didn't understand that reference. In in the Avengers, he goes, he was like, "Do you have an attack plan?" He's like, "I have a plan, attack or something." Oh, like that. It was oh, and he uh, jumps out the plane. He fights Thor. I kind of like that part. But eh, we'll, it was corny. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss it was corny. that a little later. Corny. You're corny. Well, you know, I was going to introduce um, Logan Hurston, our uh, program director, Ooh. as a guest, but apparently yet he, he had prior plans to work at Fusakli's tonight. Don't know what that's all about. So it looks like. It'll be just me and Davis once again facing off a daunting task of going through we don't, six we don't have movies. A, we don't have a Marvel Cinematic Universe apologist in here with us. Which, will, which the thing is, there's not many apologists for these first six movies, and we'll certainly— Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We, we, we absolutely will. But first and foremost, I'd, I would like to make a correction from last week's show. Because mm. during the entire broadcast, I called lead actress of Everything Ever All at Once, Michelle Yeoh. I called her Michelle Yao, when in reality her name is Michelle Yo. <clears throat> Awkward enough as it was, Davis <clears throat> tried to correct me at the start. And you I, anything you'd like to say to me, Alex? I would like to formally apologize. I'd like to apologize to Michelle Yo because mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. actress. I'd also like to apologize to the fact that I was so uncultured because I said, Dad, guess what? I, uh, ma- I made a mistake. And he's like, duh, even I knew that. And if my dad yeah. knows something about Hollywood then that I don't, then we're in trouble. There's a few words I want to hear you say, Alex. Go ahead. I want no. I want to oh. hear you say them. I'm sorry, Davis. Mm, it's not the ones I want. You were right. Yeah, ah. that was hard for Alex. He's he's clenching his teeth over there. <laughs> ah, classic. What a good Alex, start. Alex wrong again. Okay, okay. There's no need for that. However, another mistake from last week's episode. <laughs> we forgot to do the trivia again. It's okay. Maybe we should just give up the trivia. No, it's fun. I like it. So this one relates to one of our more popular episodes, our Dune episode, which related to last week's episode in a sense. What noble house does Paul belong to in Dune? Atreides. Oh, wait. Were you just doing the... (laughs) Davis, all right. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go right now, and you're going to go in there and get the trivia box, and I'm going to pick a card on the air. Go right now, and I'm just going to... How about this? How about this? I do this instead. Oh, you Google something. Yes. Googling. Uh, Can you relate it to the MCU phase one? I I bet it. 125 fun... Fun questions for the family. Oh, <laughs> stuck. I wait, wait. I think I have. Oh, where'd it go? <laughs> so, were you at? Were you just asking the trivia question? Because <laughs> I just, did I just give the answer to it. I wasn't listening. What? When you when you said the um. Yes, it was just asking. Terrible. I thought I thought we were. I thought you were. It was like Grayson from the Shaft episode. I thought you were positing it to me. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. We should make. We should make that. We should make that a um a soundbite. I don't think Grayson said it like that. Doesn't matter. It was funny. Um, none of these are MCU related. What um, about National Treasure related? Because that will be next week's episode. These are like, what's the top grossing movie of 2014? I have no idea. I don't either. Oh, Age of Ultron. Oh, here's one. Here's one. I got one. I got one. <clears throat> what? Okay, fine. If you watch the Marvel movies in chronological order, which movie would you watch first? 
That's a terrible question. That sucked. Give us a better one. Okay, Come on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll the, answer is Guard- the answer is Captain Marvel. No, Eternals. No, it's Captain America, the first Avenger, which takes place in 1940. Alex. Okay, I'm actually that actually was oh a lot harder than I thought. Goodness. Well, okay, okay, I got one. I just scrolled randomly. What song plays in the tunnel scene in Perks of Being a Wallflower? Oh, that's a good one. There you go. That's, I don't actually know that. That's the question. Take a picture. Make sure you don't lose it by next oh, week. We're going to wait. Do you want me to give the options or just because it uh, gives me, it's like an ABCD thing on here. Um, How about we'll give the options at the end? Okay. Because we're going to read it again at the end and we'll answer it uh, next week. Because, of course, the Doom question already Creep got answered. by Radiohead. It's not actually. That's a funny joke. You don't get it. That's not the answer. You're testing my patience I'm already. Anyway, now that we've got that trivia out of the way, Davis, as you said, it's time to move on to, to our shortest, news. by far our shortest segment. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, the there have been no complaints about this being too long. People love it. They want it to go even longer. Who I actually, Who I actually had a, a a listener go up and say, "I just wish you did two hours of movie news." Every I mean, week. we could. <laughs> we just have so, we have so much fun. <laughs> who, who said it? I'm not gonna name names. Give me, give me a letter. Not not say it. Like give me the. Draw it out. Uh, we got a lot of comments from last episode because Demaya brought up my Harriet Tubman comment. Yeah, a lot she, of people did. She said it was funny. You know what I meant, what I was trying yeah, we, to convey. Yeah, we know what you meant. I was just flabbergasted this There's studio a, executive. There was, a, there was a clip lost to time that was cut out the episode. Y'all never be able to hear. <laughs> oh, that, that one. Lost to time. You're lucky because since I cut that out, I became the focal point, but if. If I left that in, Davis, you. <laughs> I was doing a. I was doing it. I was. I was doing an impression. <laughs> You've been a little, a little bit of hot water for that. I one. was. I was playing a character. If they played Harriet Tubman. Oh, you were a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Some could say, yeah. Some, some yeah, could say. Speaking of that, did I ever tell you about that? <laughs> so Tropic Thunder. This right. could. This could go in movie news. Oh yeah, I heard about that. So recently, Jamie Foxx has been talking about this movie he made in 2016. I can't remember what it's called, but it was Jamie Foxx. And he it's never been released, and he made it, and it's called. Mm, I can't find it. All Star Weekend. It's called All Star Weekend. Oh, okay. And what what about this movie, Davis? So it's unreleased, and in the movie, he was like trying to push the boundaries of comedy again, and whatever. Uh, and in the movie, he was like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. did such a funny job in Tropic Thunder, which I've never seen it, so Alex can testify to that or not. He was like, I'm going to get Robert Downey Jr. to just play a Mexican guy, which completely misses the point of Tropic Thunder from what I understand. Yeah, because so the whole point of Tropic Thunder, which Downey, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Because to be honest, and this is going to sound inherently offensive when I'm going to say this, regardless of being offended by the portrayal, whether you are or you aren't, you almost have to acknowledge that it is a great Is that your thing, Alex? Sorry. It, it, it is a great performance from uh, Robert Downey Jr. I think it really well, is. Well, I watched a video about it recently. Like, in the movie, they make fun of him for doing it and stuff. Well, yeah. No, it's the, like, whole, it's, yeah. It's a, the whole movie is a satire of Hollywood. Yeah. It mo- I'm aware it's of mocking that. Vietnam movies. It's mocking, like, it's mocking Sean Penn's. Um... Mystic River? No, 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 no. Um, dang it. I can't remember the movie. Anyway, it's mocking that and it's mocking method actors. Like certain people we've talked about on this podcast for Jared Leto. Oh, cough. cough. Shia LaBeouf, maybe? Some could say. He did drink moonshine in that episode, in that uh, movie. I'm, I'm blanking on so many names it's okay. today. Just, just move on. It's a movie with uh, Tom Hardy. But also, I got it right here. Josie was the one who said, are you aware that in the latest episode, a little less than 45% of the podcast was actually about everything ever all at once? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Well, it's fine. It was one movie. 
Yeah, I know. We had, we had a lot of news, we and we have fun. we have we have some news today as well. Since we crushed out that trivia, here's some affirmation for the rumors that we actually talked about during last week's show. Almost on cue, Florence Pugh will not be doing press for "Don't Worry, Darling" after the Venice Film Festival. This follows a report of a falling out between Pugh and director Olivia Wilde, according to the Wrap. So it's just crazy that like it's escalated this far. And there was that clip we talked about again last week with Harry Styles where his accent just changes every other word. Our life. But then he's also like he says like opportunity and then he's like you're going to throw it all away and I'm like that was supposed to be Shia LaBeouf if you hadn't heard. Yes, I heard about all that nonsense. Yeah, I was watching a video about that as well. But then Olivia Wilde said well, I had to fire him, and then well, Shia LaBeouf said, he, I quit, and then... There's, like, huh? they, someone released the audio of her call to Shia LaBeouf. To beg him to come like, back. on her knees begging him to stay, and she was, like, and she called, like, Florence Pugh, like, misentitled or something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I, like I, heard, I heard something like that. That's crazy. The problem is, the movie looked kind of crazy and good, honestly. I'm going to see it in theaters. It looks good. And plus, another Florence Pugh performance... 10 out of 10 already. I don't. How is Harry Styles getting all these roles? I get he's an international superstar for his music, but like he's in Dunkirk and he says two lines. He's, he he ma- he's makes, money. makes and he's, money. And he's in the post-credits of Eternals. He does make money, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. He's, I mean, he's probably the most popular musician going today. I mean, And he's, right? I mean, by stream-wise, he's one of them. But actually on Spotify, the number one, can you guess who the number one on Spotify is for stream? It was Ed Sheeran for like a decade. Is it still Ed Sheeran? Still? Is most monthly listeners well, you know, Kate Bush was climbing. She was at like 44 million craziness. <laughs> I, I know, I'm, I know. I'm, insane numbers. Let me look. I want to see actually right now. Again, here here comes another tangent as always. But uh, I'm going to see Don't Worry Darling in theaters when it comes out. It comes out sometime this month. Ed Sheeran's 81 million? Yeah. Holy cow. Crazy. It's crazy. Indeed it is. So, yeah, I guess it's kind of more to do with the fact that he sells tickets. And he's also going to be in a movie about, like, a cop soon. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, that doesn't I, I don't know. I mean, hey, Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Chris Pine said his inspiration was... Oh what was the inspiration? Alex, you okay? You I'm, okay I'm, I, it's been a long day. It's been a long, long day. Let me let me look it up right now, Davis. Why don't you take uh, the next news if you want, or any news that you've got. The next news, uh, the first two episodes of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, premiered last night on Amazon Prime Video. And wow, the recognition is rough to say the least. Are you just reading it directly, So I did read it directly because I did not think it was going to sound like you writing in prose. Because that is just how Alex speaks. Oh, (laughs) Chris Pine uh, based his character off Jordan Peterson. (laughs) Oh my, is he going to cry like 12 (laughs) times? Is he going to refer to himself as... Up yours, woke moralists. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we That's my make, Jordan Peterson impression. We should make that an SID. You could, yeah. Oh, Lord. Anyway, moving on from that. Okay, I, re- I really, you really had to mock me with that one. So, I mean, yeah. that's that, if you had read that, they yeah. would have just thought you said that. But the, me reading this, sounds like I'm reading something you wrote. <laughs> the Rings of Power did premiere last night. Episode 1 currently sits at 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Solid, I guess. We're, getting, for- there. We're getting there, Davis. Episode 2 is at 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. The show overall is sitting at a putrid 6 mm. out of 10 with 20,000 ratings so far. Now I will admit, the episode ratings are not terrible until you realize that the original Lord of the Rings films were titans at the box office and among the crowd fellowship of the ring what some consider to be the worst of the three got an 8.8 out of 10 with 1.8 million ratings two towers at an 8.8 as well with 1.6 million ratings and return of the king one of the greatest movies ever put to film 
with have we we haven't done those yet, right? We did we did a review way back when when we did reviews and not the podcast, but we're gonna have that on the dock, and I'm really looking forward to that. It's gonna right. be top tier. Because I mean, what do you do when your trilogy there's no flaws? It's I, I was watching a video the other day about like just how much care was put into that movie, which you don't see that. I'm not gonna say anymore, but like hardly anymore. It's it's rare for the big blockbuster movie yeah. to also have that much care. I agree. Like 100%. everything's practical. Like everything was built, even just in miniatures. Peter Jackson really cared about those movies, and, and it and it helped. And every have... single dollar that the the studio put in, I feel like they got their money. Oh for yeah, it. I mean they won more awards than they knew what to do with. I don't even I mean, mean like just how it looks. Like, I agree. Just the, how great it is, the music, the set design, the costumes, the writing. Every it's an amazing, amazing I agree. film trilogy. And Return of the King sitting in a nine. And then Hobbit came 10. along, and yeah, we don't talk about that a lot. Nine. Only movie I've ever 10. left the theater for. I Can you believe I, that? Honestly, considering we saw Morbius, I thought, no, I can't. Oh my god, I was we, close. We, we all thought about it. We all thought about it. Um, another so we, new thing for oh, through the lens. Oh, I'm just gonna start cursing up a storm because we found a bleep button. <laughs> we did a very comically <laughs> timed bleep button. <laughs> but I do agree with you uh, with Lord of the Rings and the idea that there was so much care, and I think it's also to do with the fact that they had a cast that cared. Andy Circus. Was running around oh, in a yeah. gray suit, jumping around in the mud because he wanted Gollum to look that good, and there you there go. Is, is there is there like a Hall of Fame? I guess like the Walk of Fame. He he deserves the. In my opinion, he deserves like the Cecil B. DeMille Award is one of the awards they give out. At, I think the Golden Globes, maybe the Oscars. I, I get those. Has he got an honorary Oscar for no. his? He should just for his how much he's pioneered motion he, he, tracking. He has put motion capture on the forefront, and which is why I cannot wait to do the Planet of the Apes. Trilogy. Not only so in in films. Video games like The Last of Us, Uncharted, all those would not... I don't think they'd be where they are now Exactly, Andy Serkis. I mean, what happened with Lord of the Rings was such a shift in time and a shift in technology. It moved forward so many things. And Andy Serkis, Peter Jackson, shout out to them. Peter Jackson's career has been a little uneven since then, but he has always I been I think if you forefront. make those three films, like... You're good. You're, you're automatically in the... That's a good upper, point. Upper... Mid echelon. Like if you make Godfather one and Godfather Part two, it's okay if you make Godfather Part three. Yeah. But yeah. what else has he made? He's making he's working on something Peter right Jackson, now. He made it? the King Kong movie in two thousand five, which was a kind of a mixed bag. Interesting. It, but Andy Circus once again did the motion capture for a gigantic He made They Shall Not Grow Old, isn't that supposed to be good? I know I, I know so. it's just like recoloring of footage. I can't really remember. He made Tin Tin? I think he oh. might just I don't know. It's just listed. Interesting. Interesting. I but moving on, again, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. move on, on. Moving on, moving on to another big time show. House of Dragon actually did better with its second episode than its first, earning 10.2 million viewers during its second week, 200,000 more than the premiere. However, the premiere has climbed to 25 million views while it was on HBO Max, some of the highest viewership for a show in recent memory, defeating those like Stranger Things. Craziness, craziness, and apparently it's good. I want to watch it this week, and I'm very curious. My mom apparently is watching. I'm going to ask her when I see her uh, I'll later today. I'll or, ask her. Oh, you, you ask her. Okay, I'll, I'll also wait for you to ask her, Davis. Yeah. I'll ask her. Okay, you you go right ahead. You know, I might text her right now and ask. They're driving right now. Don't do that. Okay. Come on now. Come on. Let, let's Sorry, go. I didn't know. Be God. responsible, Davis. Uh, <laughs> but with this, I think it's just it's exciting because it shows that the Game of Thrones IP is not dead, despite the fact that the creators of the original Game of Thrones did as much as they could to kill the IP. When they like HBO, did you know HBO was going to give them twelve seasons, and they said no, we want to finish it season eight. I th- I think that's fair for the the writers to say, but ugh, crazy. 
I mean, considering the fact that the books have so much material, it probably warranted 12 I seasons. Guess. I mean, Davis, you haven't seen it. You don't know how it just wrapped things up randomly. You don't, like, you have to see it to really believe what the heck actually happened. What are you doing over there? <laughs> People can't see this, but I'm peeling off a sticker off my laptop. Oh, Lord. Very with important pick, things with going With a guitar on. pick. I got it. Okay, thank you, Davis. In a story from The Hollywood Reporter relating to the House of Dragon, House of the Dragon co-showrunner Miguel Sapochnik is stepping down ahead of season two. Alan Taylor, who has worked on Game of Thrones and The Sopranos, directing some of the best episodes in each series, but also directing Thor the Dark World and Terminator Genesis, <laughs> will be taking over for Sapochnik. So a little, little mixed bag there. At least it's not a movie, so you know. His track record with TV shows is Director excellent. of... Some of the best episodes ever put to television and Morbius. <laughs> Basically what I just heard. Basically. I mean, look, no, let me tell you right now exactly what I'm talking about with Game of Thrones. He directed Baylor. Never seen it. I know that, Davis. I'm Pretty saying people who watch Game of Thrones know that Baylor and Fire and Blood, the two final episodes of season one, were some of the best that Game of Thrones oh, I've ever seen had. Those. I have seen those. I saw season one. So the last two episodes of season one. I don't remember. <laughs> Davis! You I started, are I did killing start, me. I did start watching The Sopranos recently, though. Oh. Only two episodes in, though. Okay, well, yeah. Slow, slow and steady wins the race, Davis. Slow and steady wins the race. Shifting over from television to movies, Nicole Kidman is doing another AMC ad for the movie theater, movie theater chain, and she had and this here, to say. What? They are. Heartbreak feels real. <laughs> I got a text. Heartbreak feels better in a place like this. I got a text from the chairman of AMC about a month ago asking me if I would write the next one. She went on to say that it's already written. I hate that trailer. I hate it. I mean, like, at some point, it's it's. I like it because it's so stupid, but I think the next one's not going to be as good because they're going to be like... They're going to be in on the They're going to be like, oh, yeah. They're going to wink at the camera. This is so silly, isn't it? But they, it's just so funny because it's so... Like, they, they were like, oh, they're going to love this. Those moviegoers are going to love... This person that's so never stupid. been to the movies, Nicole Kidman's going to... They're going to love this. And it's so annoying because the reason... I saw somebody sum up brilliantly. They said, why are you telling me to go to the movie when I'm already at the theater? Like, pay $3 million and put it on Super Bowl Sunday. Good. A one-off. Production value is great. I, was it the, not? No. Are you sure? Did they not have a... I, well, I mean, like that was I don't Super think it was this one. I'll look into it. Maybe they had to put it in the theaters because they spent so much money on it. Either way, like... We're just sitting here getting ready to watch The Northman, and Nicole Kidman's like, you go to AMC because... And I'm like, what the, that was a horrible voice. <laughs> but you know what she's I'm talking British. about. Or, I mean, she's Aussie, isn't she? She's an Aussie. Oh, she is, isn't she? Hmm. Married to Keith Urban. She is, isn't she? She really? Yeah. yeah. She used to be married to Tom Cruise. She did. And apparently it did not go well, as most of Tom Cruise's well, marriages Yeah, did. Scientology made, her, made him break up with her because she was going to convert him to not Scientologists. Did you know that? Craziness. Yeah, craziness. Craziness indeed. Heart feels... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I miss like the one where it was just... um I don't know if it was AMC, but it was another one where it just showed popcorn like being poured in the bucket, then yeah. the popcorn away, then like a soda poured. It was awesome. Yeah. So much fun. But this, boring. boring. Moving on to more. Actually, back to movies. <laughs> oh, I got the script. Should I read it? We're still on movies. Oh, We come yeah. to this place for magic. We come to AMC theaters to laugh, to cry. To care. <laughs> because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim and we go somewhere we've never been before. <laughs> Not just entertained, but somehow reborn together. Dazzling <laughs> images on a huge silver screen. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, 
Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best parts of us, and stories feel perfect and, pa- <coughs> feel perfect and powerful, because here, they are. And then the movie starts. I love the part where she starts leaning forward on her seat, and she and she's like, wow. And it's like the, <laughs> no, it reminds me of when, at like the Democratic National Convention in 2016, when the fireworks went off, and Hillary was like, wow! You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> same, same vibe. Oh, I, I think I played into the Australian a little too much there, but or <laughs> I guess New Zealand. Sound like that. I thought it was. I played into it. Oh yeah, very funny, Davis. But moving on with some. Well, top- I, one more thing about the AMC. I don't care if we don't get to the MCU Phase One. Honestly, I don't. Here's, the, you know, when you're seeing a movie and it plays like before Nicole Kidman comes on, it plays like the AMC 125th anniversary or whatever. And it plays like the clips of people watching the movie. And there's that guy sitting forward in a seat with the popcorn. Do you remember he used to? Get scared by the movie and throw the popcorn in the air, and it went everywhere. <laughs> yes. And they cut that out; it's gone. Why? They've erased history. We have the we have the Politburo or the the Ministry <laughs> of Truth AMC is hiding the truth <laughs> that he used to throw his popcorn. It, it used to be in the in the intro. It was like, hey, don't be a jerk in the theater. Turn off your phone. And then he'd be like, he was sitting forward in the horror movie, having he threw it up in the air, and everybody around was like, dude. And it's gone. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, not really. Oh, my God. I got to find it. Okay, Davis, you go to the next bit of Davis, movies. I- I'm not going to get you off track anymore. This is Tom Cruise related, though. Top Gun Maverick just had the I biggest- I am Iron Man. <laughs> Stop. Oh, I can bring that up in a minute. <laughs> in a minute? You mean like 20 at this rate? Top Gun Maverick just had its biggest opening weekend on digital ever. It has more at-home purchases in its first week on digital slash PVOD than any other film ever released. That's cool. And it is already in the top 20 all-time in digital purchases. What the heck is going on? Top Gun Maverick. I Maverick's like Top awesome. Gun Maverick, but like what? Oh, you're about to do the, um, oh wait, I found it. Oh, he <laughs> threw it. Look at this. Yeah, he threw the popcorn. Look at that. They cut that out. <laughs> You sound like George Costanza right now. With no, like, I don't. Yes, you do with like this, like, hey, look at this. Jerry! Look at what they did! Jerry! They cut the guy throwing the popcorn out of the movie! <laughs> it's just ridiculous, Jerry! I go to the theater to see him throw the popcorn, Jerry! And they cut it out! And then Kramer comes in and is like, you know, if you go to the one down the block, they have it. <laughs> At the Carmack Cinema, he still throws it, George. And then Jerry goes... Yeah, I'm sure he threw it, George. Something like that. And then Elaine comes in. She's like, I've never been to the movies. I don't know. <laughs> Davis is writing a Seinfeld script. Well, here's know. the thing. We did write a Seinfeld script, and Alex said it was too funny. It was. T- there were too many bits going on. I explained this already. That, that's that. You ever seen a Seinfeld episode? Obviously not. Let's don't to- make me do this again. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I, I can, the weird out Yankovic. I can do a Seinfeld like voice sometimes, but it just comes and goes. Yours was bad. <laughs> I know it's not good. It's not okay. Good. <laughs> in, a tra- in trailer news, the first trailer for Weird, the Al Yankovic story starring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al was released. It was pretty funny. It was. It's funny because they're just making everything up and it's obvious that they are. And it's funny because they're also mocking biopics, much like, excuse me, much like. Uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I don't know it's if you seen that one. movie's hilarious. I've seen half, like, half of that. Oh my gosh, Sutton and I, we still I think quote, I watched it at y'all's place. Probably, like it's a good movie. It. It's a good movie. I like it a lot. So it looks like it's spoofing a lot of that. It's also starring Evan Rachel Wood, Rain Wilson, Julia 
Julianne Nicholson, and more hitting the Roku channel on November 4th. The official synopsis reads this. Explores every facet of Yankovic's career, from his meteoric rise to fame with the early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle, which is all a bit because Weird Al is just funny. Uh, Yeah, yeah. He makes that he makes that hot dog thing. He dips in milk in that movie. Ugh. You ever seen that? No, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. Which you know, Rick Smith, uh, former Weagle station manager, actually got Weird Al on his show interviewing him way really? back in the day. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Weird, Weird Al's very open. That's the best thing about Weird let's Al. Let's get him on the show. Maybe when we talk Weird about Weird Al. Let's get you on the show. What do you think of this movie, Weird Al? It's gonna be awkward when he's like, "What'd you guys think of this thing that I did?" And I'm like, "I don't really know who you are, Weird Al, but that's cool." Like he's funny, <laughs> I know but a few like songs. I, I'm not really listening to it a lot, honestly. But speaking of sequels. Not really, but totally unrelated. John Carpenter doesn't care about any of the Halloween sequels. He said this. Based. I made the first one as a director, and that's the only one I care about, except for the paycheck I get for the others. <laughs> I, love I hate John. to be that kind of guy, but that's the truth. I love John Carpenter. John Carpenter's hilarious. What, a good, what an awesome thing to say. Absolutely. Also, again, John Carpenter made the Halloween and the thing. Not to- not to mention, he made so many. He made big, Did he make Big Trouble in Little China, maybe? Maybe. I don't think so. Let's see. I'll, t- I'll name. You, I'll say everything he made, and he also made all the music. He made please, Escape please from New York. Please don't make everything that he they made. They live. Big Trouble in Little China. I think he also made the Fog. He, he did make. He the was. Fog. He was making bangers, and he made the music for all of them too. Exactly. Cool guy. A Renaissance man. I would hang so. out with him. John Carpenter seems pretty cool. easily. The funny thing is, I remember watching Halloween and the Thing, thinking, "Dang, this John Carpenter guy must be pretty old." Then I learned he was like in his mid thirties, just chilling, yeah, making was, these crazy movies. And then when ever, I can't. I, I, I really cannot comprehend how someone went to the theater and saw the thing. They're like, that sucked. People, oh yeah, because it, it was, yeah, it, it was bombed. It didn't bomb. It was not. It wasn't very well received. But it, it it is uncomfortable. But I mean, it's a classic. It's a it's cult so classic. Good. It's such a good movie. If you haven't listened to the Thing Halloween episode, you can go ahead and scroll back a bit to our last October and listen to it if you'd like. One of our, I had a lot of fun on that episode, especially talking about. The I think thing that might be my favorite horror movie. It's so good. Alien's probably still up there for me. Oh, I need to rewatch Alien soon. Alien is. Are we doing that so, episode in October? Yes, we are. <laughs> Sco- Spooky season part three. We we can come with a we can come up with a a name for it. I agree. We'll, we'll workshop that. We hey we got them all. Rocktober, just rock movies. Sandler Tover, just Adam Sandler movies. That was last year. Uh, you know, Jackson on his short-lived Spill Your Beans podcast, the copied our entire format. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't say that. Th- this is hey, a, Jackson, I this didn't is say a that. litmus test for Jackson. If he knows I said this, he'll bring it up. And if he didn't, then that means he didn't listen to our show. So, boom for Jackson. Um, they did Nick Cage November, which was that was okay, that's pretty thing, funny. Which is funny. I mean, again, for the month they did the podcast. Sam but. Rockwell Saturday. Just Ooh. talk about Sam Rockwell for um, a Saturday. Um, Denzel Washington, are there, December. Are there are there any O names? Owen Wilson, October. Timothy Oliphant, October. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, Octavia Spencer, October. We could if she if she ever got back to. Us. If you're listening to this, this is a litmus test for Octavia Spencer. <laughs> you'll bring it up if you heard this. Exactly. You'll know what we're talking about. And if not, I guess you didn't listen to the well, show. It's okay. It's okay. Another movie, Pete Davidson again news. Ugh. Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, Sebastian Stan, and Pete Davidson will star in Dumb Money. The film follows the Wall Street madness caused by Reddit trolls skyrocketing the GameStop stock. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the big short. But like, like but like a lot of like boring. winks and memes. <laughs> this <laughs> Wow, dude, that's like so not based it's, of it's, you. Wink at the who's, camera. Who's directing it? Uh, if Adam McKay directs it, it's going to be like, let's explain this. This is getting kind of weird. So we're going to bring in Weird Al Yankovic to explain it. And he's going to go like, well, you see, the thing is here that 
GameStop is not a good thing to invest in. And it's just going to be like that. I like Adam McKay. I do too. Some of his style is very weird. I'll admit. Let me see. If, can I? Yeah, I like Adam McKay. It's a, I liked uh, Don't Look Up. Um, I haven't it was, seen that. It was, I liked Vice for the most part. Big Short. Big. I like the Big Short a lot. Director Craig Gillespie. Never heard of him. Let me look into Craig Gillespie right now. Gillespie. Sorry, not Gillespie. Gillespie. Looking him up right now. His Wikipedia page. Australian-American filmmaker. He's best known for Lars and the Real Girl. Okay, that one's supposed to be really Fright good. Fright Night. I, Tanya. Ooh. But then Corella. Hmm. Hmm. He also did Million Dollar Arm. That was that oh, weird Oh, that's, that's the one where the kid... Is that the one where the kid... Um. He plays for the Cubs because he hurt his arm and he can throw like a million miles an hour? Maybe. No, no. That's like, no. That's like Angels in the Outfield or oh, something. No, it's not. It was not this. This was like a real thing about like. Oh, I'm thinking of Rookie of the Year. Rookie you of the are. Year. You are. You are. That was an awesome movie. So moving on again. We got some casting news, Davis. Big time casting news. According to Deadline, Brendan Gleeson has been cast in the upcoming Joker sequel, but it is unclear what role he will play. Who's he going to be? I don't know, but I love Brendan Gleeson. Could he be a form of the Penguin? Mm, maybe. Nah, that, that wouldn't make a lot of sense. I wonder. I wonder who he's gonna play though. I really like Brendan Gleeson. He's great in like everything. He's really great in Twenty Eight Days Later. I haven't seen that. Oh, great, great, Sorry. great zombie movie. More casting. Nicolas Cage will star in an Ari Aster produced comedy dream scenario for A Twenty Four. A Twenty Four keeps shelling out the bangers. The film will be directed by Christopher Borgley, and other than it being described as a comedy. Project details are being kept under wraps. Good. Good. Looking forward to seeing a creepy trailer about that in the near future. The Nick Cage resurgence. Well, how do we feel about that? I feel like he's always coming back and leaving. He's always resurging. Yeah, you know, it depends on when he's... I, you know, I don't feel like he's... Well, he bought himself a mausoleum in New Orleans, so he kind of had to probably get a couple more movies going. Yeah, I don't know. He's cool. The new Petr- the new movie with Pedro Pascal, I never saw it. I wish I had. Supposed to be good. Yeah, I heard it was. My brother saw it. He said maybe it was I'll really funny. It. Maybe I'll see we'll it. We'll find a way. Speaking I still got beef with Pedro Pascal, though, so maybe I can't see it. <sighs> Not, put, put a pin in it right now. Brendan Fraser. Speaking of resurgence, his, yeah. Brendan Fraser had this Fraser. to say. Uh, Fraser. Yeah. Fraser. Oh, sorry. Brendan Fraser had this to say about his upcoming performance in The Whale. This may be the first and last time I ever do this again, so I gave it everything I've got. For those who don't know the film, which releases in theaters on December 9th, stars Fraser, who plays a reclusive English teacher suffering from severe obesity, who tries to reconnect with his teenage daughter, played by Sadie Sink, for one last redemption. That sounds which, sad. Sadie Sink, though, red hot from Stranger good. Things. Very excited to see her get Run some up more. that hill, if you will. Make a deal with God? Could be. Get Swap our places? Could. Oh, Lord. We'll see. Cringe. I'll, I'll call Kate Bush up, <laughs> see if we can get her on. If you're listening to this, Kate, this is a litmus test for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time. That's, that joke's done for. I can't make it anymore. <laughs> We get we get an email from Octavia and Spencer. Where Eagle guys? I heard you on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, she's ah! listening. We get an angry text from Jackson. Oh, I hope, I hope he doesn't listen. No, he doesn't. He, he's got he's got big plans. He's he texts me because he's making a spreadsheet for an NCAA 2014 roster, and I'm like, what? He's like, I'm doing a dynasty. I want to make sure all my stats are like kept up and then do it right. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another litmus test for Jackson. Something that should make Davis happy. Yeah. Autocorrected to David. Oh, my God. I was wondering what that meant. (laughs) Ryan Johnson, in reflecting on The Last Jedi nearly five years later, had this to say. I'm even more proud of it now. When I was up at bat, I really swung at the ball. 
The ultimate intent was not to strip away. The intent was to get to the basic fundamental power of myth. And ultimately, I hope the film is an affirmation of the power of the myth in Star Wars and in our lives. Davis, your thoughts on that? I agree. That's the best movie of the sequels. I understand what he was going for. It's too bad that the movie's bad. You know, like, I don't think it, it's bad. It's flawed. Well, it compared to the other sequels. Okay, yeah, but like it's got much more of a leg to stand on. Th- to th- this th- this is the argument. This is what someone who likes Revenge of the Sith and thinks it's good would say. They're like, oh well, compared to the other ones, because yeah. Well, I mean, even compared then, to bad I think, movies, I think if you just had that as a standalone movie. I think I'd still enjoy it. I think I had too many problems with it. We talked about it at the casino section, dumb, and I thought there was manufactured tension. I hate when movies manufacture tension. I just, I think, I like it. I still like it overall. That's fair. Overall, I say I still like it within Star Wars, but recently I've been kind of become sour on Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi's to blame for that. I think Disney is to blame for it. Oh, Disney's watching it. Yeah, Disney, this is, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) They're going to, if I don't show up next week, if I come in like, Oh, I love Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I've been taken, and that is not me. That's not. I will never say anything positive about Disney. <laughs> I remember I was listening back to some of our old episodes over the summer, and like our third episode, you just went on some tangent about it. we became Disney shills and like we could. became Disney marketing that. department. Way hey back. guys, go see the new Disney movie. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's they have enough action. money. FCC will find us for that. That's one. true. I told them not to just now. Oh, we need a trust buster. Is all I'll say. <laughs> We're going to get political Teddy, in a bit, Davis. Teddy. So, look, right. guys, that was a shorter news segment. Hope you enjoyed it. I think we could going... get another 20 minutes out of it. Uh, <laughs> be, ah, wa- yeah, be, yeah. be wary about that one, Davis. But now we're moving on Speaking to- Speaking of Disney. Yes. Yeah, spe- I-, I was getting there, and you cut Speaking me off. Speaking of Disney. I will throw the book at you. Today we're going to be talking about the Disney princess movies. No. First off, we're going to talk about Tangled, I, which I is actually will, legitimately a good movie. I agree. Prince and the Frog, also a good movie. I will turn to your mind. I was think about that recently. It's a good movie. Yeah. Really good movie. Return to 2D animation. Love it. Anyway, we we are moving on. <laughs> if you interrupt <laughs> me again, kidding. I'm just kidding. I will. I, I'm just kidding. That's right, Davis. Cover your mouth. We are moving on to the first of four episodes covering the Woo! MCU. What will be over 100 hours of stuff watched oh. by us. That By the fourth episode, I might... <laughs> I might be on suicide watch, man. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just gonna be frank. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, the bard sending us his love. There you Shout go. Shout out to the bard. Shout out Engineer. to the bard of Baldwin County. Indeed, the B- Baldwin County. There you the go. Official bard. The official bard himself. As we were saying. As we were saying, moving on to the MCU. This is gonna be phase one. We're gonna do it in four phases, and we're not gonna do them back to back to Thankfully. back to back because Lord have mercy. That True. would be I wouldn't be able to go to school. <laughs> Phase four is fifty hours, by the way. And it's not done. Davis is wiping off the sweat with the microphone. I don't know what When's he's gonna be done. Uh with Ant Man. When's that coming out? Uh February. Okay. We're doing phase four right after that, okay, actually. Okay. So I got planned. Okay. Know what I'm doing. I gotta watch all, all the out my head. So we're starting off with phase four, which or phase one, excuse me. Which of those who don't know, it's Iron Man. The Incredible Hulk. Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, and then Marvel's The Avengers. Boom. So there we go. Six what, movies. Six movies, 12 hours of content. Yeah. Don't know how long this episode's going to go. We're just going to keep on talking. 12 talk. hours. As I told hour my, for hour. As I told my mom, it depends on how angry Davis is today, so we'll I see. I don't think I'm going to get them angry on this one, because I'm going to say right now, this is a pretty solid phase overall as, as a whole phase, but if you break them down movie by movie, 
it gets a little dicey. Gets a little dicey but at, in the middle. Overall, what it was setting up and then what it ended with, with the Avengers, thumbs up. I'll give it a thumbs up for all that. All right, all right. The, the thumbs up uh, rating but, makes it better. What? Oh. I'm like Stephen A. Smith. I got much respect for <laughs> got much respect for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what it set up, but that's what he's going to be like if he runs for president. Oh, is that, is that right? I've got much respect for the Supreme Court and the institution that it has become, but... <laughs> He's going to be debating Joe Biden like that. Oh, my. I did see that he says he's going to run for president. That'll be interesting. I think that would be interesting. If you don't know, Stephen A. Smith, people, is a famous ESPN announcer. Uh, I'll say talking head, actually. Opinion columnist. Very, very funny. Uh, He does know what he's talking about, believe it or not, but he's very funny. I would agree. I'll say that. He's pretty funny. I think it'll be funny. Uh, I wonder what he thinks of the MCU. Uh, technically, he is paid for by Disney, so it's difficult. It's difficult to say exactly what he could think. I'm sorry, I was looking for the Stephen A. Smith soundbite. Go back; it's gonna be on that page. It is. It's gonna be there. Where? Somewhere on there. Look for that. Look for it on there. I thought Jack didn't add it in. Uh, just play one of those. I'm not playing any. I want to play the Stephen A. Smith one. Look it up. Look up. Uh, just assign it real quick. How do I do that? Right click. Right click. Oh, assign. And then look up like I guess. What? Ste- oh, Stephen. Hold up, we're doing this right now. On the air, live. Gonna have to probably cut this out too. I have much respect for the institution that is the Supreme Court. But Joe Biden's gonna be like, oh, oh, oh cut the mal- cut the malarkey. Cut the- <laughs> All right, it's then a sign. Yep. Who was on crack? <laughs> so he's, gonna, he's gonna be debating Joe Biden like that. <laughs> Hunter Biden! <laughs> play it, play, 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 play. Hunter Biden! Who was on crack? There you go. <laughs> that came to me right right when you played that that came to me <laughs> Joe Biden this is a litmus test for you if you're listening <laughs> he's too busy he's too busy doing it he's too busy doing speeches in front of red backgrounds right now <laughs> that was crazy we're not gonna get into this right now yeah it's right there um, there we go there we go lord have mercy we'll, we'll leave all that in we'll- <laughs> Maybe. 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 I don't know. First movie up. I don't know. First movie up. Iron, Iron Man. Man 2008, starring Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, Terrence Howard as James Rhodey Rhodes, got Jeff paid. Bridges as Obadiah Stane. All this is I was going to say Terrence Howard got paid substantially more than Robert Downey Jr. Indeed he did, because Robert Downey Jr. was kind of unknown at this point. 2008 was say unknown. Well, he was out of the movie business because he, was he addicted had to some serious play, issues. Play the sound. <laughs> I'm playing the sound again. He was. He was addicted to a lot of things. Burger King helped him. Burger That's King. why he ate Burger King in the movie, if you didn't know. Oh, really? Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane, Sean Tube as Ho uh, Jensen, and Gwyneth Paltrow as Virginia Pepper Pot. The film was directed by John Favreau, written by Mark Fergus, Hawk Otsby, great name, by the way, Ostby, sorry, Art Markham, Matt Holloway, cinematography by Matthew Liebatik, and music by the great... Ramin Jawadi, who this man is excellent. The crafter of the Game of Thrones soundtracks, Pacific Rim as well, Westworld. It's why I really like the score in this movie. We're going to talk about that a bit later. But some fun facts about Robert Downey Jr. as his casting as Tony Stark. Favreau felt that Downey's past made him an appropriate choice for the part and that the actor could not only make Stark a likable, bad word, but also portray an authentic emotional journey once he had won over the audience. Downey worked on the script and helped infuse a lot of humor into the film and then later explained 
What I usually hate about these superhero movies is when suddenly the guy that you were digging turns into Dudley Do-Right and that you're supposed to buy into all his let's go do some good, that Elliot Ness in a cape type thing. What was really important to me was not to have him change so much that he's unrecognizable. When someone used to be a schmuck and they're not anymore, hopefully they still have a sense of humor. Which I think, what do you mean? That's a weird use of that no, word. No, no, I just, looking I'm looking at his IMDb. He played Bruno Mussolini in 1985 in two episodes of the Mussolini story. As in Robert Downey Jr. did? Yes. Oh, Lord. Well, he was in SNL for like two seconds. Interesting. Interesting indeed. So this movie, Davis, going through some more things right now, was released in the U.S. May 2nd, 2008. That was its raw release. It's a short movie by comparison. Especially to the future. It was a good, it was a MCU. nice risk watch. Absolutely, only two hours and six minutes, and on a modest budget of 140 million. I say modest compared to modern yeah, day MCU. Know. You know what I mean? On a modest for modern day comic book film budget, the film made 585 million dollars at the global box office, winning the eighth highest grossing film of 2008. I think it was a pretty solid start for what was a relatively not unknown character, but in the in the annals of comic book. Well, lore, yeah, before. Like I was watching a video about when Iron Man started, like when they when they made this movie, and Iron Man was like a C list superhero yeah. for uh, Marvel, and this was like they were like news stories at the time were like Marvel's trying to start a cinematic universe with like their C listers. And let's talk like about their that. Lane was. For a Captain second. America was seen as dorky, exactly because and Marvel at this point had lost the rights to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. X-Men and the Fantastic Four, some and, of their biggest and Daredevil, libraries. Daredevil, uh, Blade, Hulk as well. True, and this was in a, a collaboration between Universal because Universal just couldn't get Ghost Hulk Rider. off the ground. Yeah, like a lot of characters that they just lost. Punisher. Helped es- there you go. Helped establish. I'll come with some more. <laughs> Captain America was not C-list. He was probably the most A-list of the characters here, but like Thor and Iron Man, they weren't the biggest deals. They, they, were, they were known in the Avengers comics, but again... Fantastic Four and X-Men were vastly more popular in a lot of areas. And you saw that with X-Men and Fantastic Four getting movies first. Albeit not very good ones in the Fantastic Four's case. But again, $585 million, eighth highest grossing film of the year, a good start for the MCU, nothing compared to how Spider-Man did. And it was actually, this film was even selected by the American Film Institute as one of the ten best films of the year. Good. And was even ranked by Empire as the top 500 greatest movies of all time. That's I don't know if it's... I mean, I guess 500's a lot of movies. Yeah, there's a lot of movies. Probably fits in there somewhere. I'd have to see the list. Yeah, I, I, that's fair. And it's, it received two it's nominations. It's a movie. I agree. Two nominations at the 81st Academy Awards for Best Sound and Best Visual Effects. So you've got that to factor in as well. And let's just talk about this movie, Davis. I think it was refreshing watching again because I think there has been a lot of revisionist history, a lot of nostalgia for how this movie compares to the modern-day MCU. A lot of people will cite this in a, in a number of ways. But it was it held up to me. It really yeah. did. I as famous MCU hater me, I genuinely enjoyed watching this movie. I really did. I I remember going as a kid going to see it in the theater with my family. I loved the opening. The yeah. t- like I mean, it's serious. It's scary. It's freaky. I mean, the opening of this movie's not like it's it's joyful and then all of a sudden they get blown up. Like the main character gets whacked in the first 2 minutes of the movie basically. Yeah. It's a, it's I love I I will say cuz nowadays it feel like people just say plot 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 you know, plot point A to B to C to D end of movie. I love nonlinear storytelling, and I love that this movie brought that in because it feels, especially in this regard, not just like a two-second flashback and then nonlinear. Like, I love how it takes us forward, goes back, and then brings us back to that same point again. 
man, it was a great, great movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought the casting was top-notch. Terrence Howard, interesting choice. I think he was a big name at the time, and I think this was a good person to attach the movie to get probably more studio backing. Because, I mean, without it, you know, you don't you don't really have a huge cast. Again, Robert Downey Jr., his resurgence was 2018 because he did Tropic Thunder and this in the same year. Crazy year for him. 2008. Is that what oh, I said? Year, yeah, you said 2018. Oh, the year shoot. before, you also did Zodiac. Don't forget it. Oh, yeah, exactly. This was really the the culmination of his comeback as a big box office star. But outside of that, wasn't a lot of real A-list talent that drew in ticket sales. So put on Terrence Howard there for whatever reason. But it obviously didn't go well. I really, really liked this movie. I loved a lot of the CGI. I mean, let's talk about what is probably one of the best scenes in the MCU because we're not going to go plot point by plot point. Most of you people have seen Iron Man at this point, I'm going to be honest. And if we go plot point by plot point on six movies, we're going to be here for a long time. So we're just going to jump around talk about what we liked, what we disliked. I'm sure you're fine with that, Dave. Oh, I'm fine with it. Yeah, there you go. Like the scene when he has the attack, when he attacks uh, Gomira and stops the yes. terrorist in his new suit. That is peak cinema. Yeah, it's awesome. The music is roaring as he's sailing, and then the moment he lands, it cuts. So good. And then it, and just, it looks great. It looks great. I, it, I think it's partially, I'm not obviously not him flying, but like he wore like part of the suit. For, yeah. Or it, he wore most of the suit for like half of it, and then the rest he was like, I don't want to wear that anymore. A lot of partial practical effects yeah. involved, and that's why it looks so good. I love the lack of music. I love the fact that you can hear the gears turning. Mm-hmm. You know, the re. Well, they, all they, the gear up scenes are awesome. Oh my gosh, absolutely! So good. Even absolutely. in the Avengers, it's really good. I, I agree. I agree. That's always been one one of their strong suits, and I love how this movie feels like a lost art for comic book movies nowadays. Because now the new thing is, hey, new suit number forty seven over here, or whatever. I love the fact that they shrouded it in darkness every time mm-hmm. with his original Mark One suit in the cave. You know, they sort of have him build it off in the corner. You never see what it's going to be until he shows up. I do have a little bit of an issue. Fair. With like, so he's supposed to be building a rocket, right? Or like the Jericho rocket or whatever, and they just see him building like bits to a leg, and he's like messing with the leg, and he's kicking in like the the mech suit leg, and they're like, yeah, it's for a rocket, sure. Yeah, I think. It and was- I mean, like, what are you making? He's like, oh, I'm making a rocket, you know. Just I need a leg for it for some reason. I think it was partially because the idea that they, you know, didn't understand what was going on and weren't really paying a lot of attention. Clearly, his. The like the lieutenants of that organization, which was the Ten Rings, by the way. Yeah. Little was. name drop there. One of Iron Man's best uh, villains in the comic book run is the Ten Rings. It's not the. It's called the Mandarin. Well, no, but his his organization is with is the, Ten, the Ten, Rings. Ten Rings. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. I saw I, they didn't really want to do the Mandarin because he's like, it's kind of weird looking. Yeah, back I don't know. Like, he's like the Fu Manchu and all that. Yeah, and it it would it would have been probably end up being Ben Kingsley. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, in this case, it sort of went with. Again, a parallel of, oh, the villain is the guy who has the same powers as the hero, which was a very uh-huh. common thread yeah. in early com- comic book films. I didn't really like that. I'm well, that, not that's a big a fan of Obadiah Stane once he's in the suit. I like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he's, Great he's cool in it. Love Jeff Bridges. Apparently, the part, a lot of it was improvised, this movie, as well. As well yeah, that, that's what I've heard as well. I also heard with Jeff Bridges, uh, the directors, uh, the, the studio thought they could cut a lot of his scenes to focus more on Stark, but it'd be okay because it's Jeff Bridges, which I think in fairness it is in some scenes, but a lot it is very underwhelming of a villain. Mm-hmm. He like I think the twist is good. The fact that he's been orchestrating the whole thing the whole time is great, but I think it really lacks the kind of substance there where he's just, he's just evil. He just wants money. There's not really a lot there. I don't know, but still, you cast RG, <clears throat> Robert Downey Jr. It's a home run automatically. 
But I do think that Stain is a very weak villain, despite the good twist. And, man, the Audi sponsorships. Yeah. Every single car, every single minute, just random times it appeared. I do think a lot of the CGI at the end was very weak, though. I think a lot of people size and go, well, the MCU CGI should be so good. Look at this. Yeah, it's good in some scenes, but it's really bad in other scenes. One thing a lot of MCU fans do is when someone goes like, you know, man, the MCU just in general, the cinematography is not that amazing. They just take like a random screenshot from a millisecond of a scene and be like, well, look at this. And that's not even just MCU fans, just fans like, like, you can't, I don't feel like you can. Well, yeah, I agree because there were not any particular real shots in this movie that really stood out, but the cinematography to hide the suits both times, that's miles better than a lot of things because that's a creative choice. You don't, it doesn't grab your eye in the same sense, but when you watch it, you appreciate it. And I did because I love adding sort of mystique to these heroes, making them heroes by, you know, shrouding it and making you wonder, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what it looks like or whatever. I really enjoyed that and I thought that was a great choice. And I really love the soundtrack. I think Jawadi did a great job with the score and I think the infusion of the ACDC like rock soundtrack is and very Black unique. Black Sabbath. And yes, the- yes, love Black Sabbath too. I love how that was very unique. That's not very common. Most super movies are very, you know, upbeat, very joyful. I'm pretty sure heroic. Iron, he's wearing a Black Sabbath suit or shirt in the Avengers, by he the is. way. And the song Iron Man is about a guy going to like the future or something. Really? I'll look up the lyrics while you say something. They, I'll, I'll do my very best. I just really liked. I thought it was very creative. I thought the dialogue was very good. I yeah, it was a lot that, of because it was it was improvised where, a lot. Yeah, so it, it felt very natural. natural. That's what I was gonna say. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. It felt very natural. There was a lot of you know, just discussions and stuff between the characters, interactions that felt very organic and very creative. And I credit the cast and John Favreau for creating that environment that allowed that. Have you looked it up yet, Davis? I'm uh um um um. It's about a man who goes into the future and witnesses the apocalypse. Oh. There you go. There you go. He has turned into steel in the great magnetic field when he traveled time for the future of mankind. There well, you go. They, and I also love how serious he got a lot of the times. Like, I think this movie does what, like, the humor, it's pretty. It's genuinely funny for some, there's most of it, there's some jokes, I don't think I could pull any off the top of my head where I was like, eh, it's not that funny. But then it, and then it balanced it well with, like, when he's leaving the cave and he has to leave the guy dying, he's like, I'm going to see my family now. That he's was like, I won't forget you or whatever. Like, that's genuinely, like, not heartbreaking, but it was it was a good, serious moment. And I agree. It, it, it provided, or it it lent into his character development of not wanting to create weapons anymore. Like, I, I don't want to harp on, I will harp on Marvel movies, but just in general, like, I want to keep going, like, Marvel movies aren't doing this anymore, but, like, it's just so refreshing to watch this now compared to what we have going on in the MCU now. It's It was like both a commentary on like military-industrial complex, uh, war profiteering, while also looking into like an egotistical man who's feeding his ego while also not feeding it. By I being agree. Iron Man, by being a superhero, like he's really rich. There's a scene. There's a line at the towards the end where he says, "I shouldn't be alive, and there has to be a reason." And it's just crazy how committed he becomes to it. I love how he's a real, genuine, wants-to-just-save-the-world hero. He wants to correct himself once he realized what his company did and what happened and how awful he feels and how he rejects the perception of him and his company and just does anything to fix it. I love the scene where he's watching the newscast and just cranking up his arm. That's just awesome. I think most of the scenes of him building... 
the suit in general and him testing it out and even the little quips he has to like the little robot that's not very good. Yeah. Like it's it's all great. I agree. It looks great. The pacing's pretty good on it. Like it made like it's a, a a good development of him. He's not he didn't build it all in one day. It took him a while. I think it's good. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love how it never goes perfect. Compared to Iron Man two, which we, we can get to that into a minute, when he just like he he finds the secret to a new atom or whatever in the a diagram his dad made and goes, well, congratulations, we'll sir, you've made a new element. Like, what? Yeah, th- this is a lot more grounded in the fact yes. that he takes time and he fails a lot. I like that we yeah. see him mess he up. He hits the wall. He should have died. When, yeah, well, you know, major it's, concussion. It's, a comic, it's a comic book movie. Yeah. And yeah. I love the iconic, of course, hammer hitting the metal. Legendary stuff. But, Davis, you know, we're covering the MCU. I think it's important to discuss this. And I'm a little wary, admittedly, but I want to talk about it right now. If Iron Man came out today, it'd be called Woke by Critics. I'm not even kidding. It's it's an anti-war movie. Yes. The whole, like, it's very blunt. I don't know. No, here's the thing. So, like, like if you look at it and you look at, like, it wouldn't be called Woke because there's not a woman superhero or a person of color superhero. That's but the it, only two things, or uh, an LGBTQ superhero. The thing is, the, though. Conservative pundits, I'm about to, sorry, people, I'm about to, get, I'm about to go, get on a little pedestal here. Conservative pundits are not watching movies deeply enough Fair. to realize it's commenting on war property. And they're going to be like, oh man, he like he makes guns. That's <laughs> awesome. And that's it. That is it. Don't forget that many conservatives love Fortunate Son, Fortunate Son by CCR, which is about how Vietnam's bad and only the rich kids don't have to go. I introduced this topic. No or just any, I can I can name so many movies that are just a commentary on how war's bad, and they're like, "This is awesome." Well, I honestly, I, I honestly, I agree with you to an extent, but like now it's become to the point where like anything with any hint of a political what statement the, yeah yeah, but what is, they mean by a political statement, but like I could well, like uh, and I, I love its message by the way. I love that it it is so blunt in being against the Iraq war. That's what it's directing yeah, at. I don't think I don't think the conservative. Uh, reviewers are going to be literate in media enough to realize that it's taking such a stance against it. But if it was like, if Iron Man, if it was um, War Machine as the main, if it was Terrence Howard, uh, 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 Don Cheadle then. Oh, Rhodey, you mean. Rhodey as yeah. the main character instead of Iron Man, they would have been like, woke. If it was Gwyneth Paltrow instead of him, woke. If if Tony Stark has actually went out with Happy Hogan, then it's woke. That's... That those are like, it's, that's a good point. They're, they're showing them. They're showing. I can't say that. They're showing their true colors. <laughs> the restraint is. They're impressive. showing their true colors by only highlighting those things. Because who don't they like? Think about it. That's all I'll say. That's all oh, uh oh, get a little, get a little serious. I introduced that topic because I think it was worthy to discuss because it has gone so dramatically. We're like again. You also do mention there are people that misinterpret the Punisher's message, don't they? Yes, <laughs> cops, um, military. Um, they had to change. They had to change the whole. They made a new Punisher logo because of it. Really? Yes. Can you can you get the picture of it? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it doesn't look as good, but like they had to change it because in and also in the comics, the Punisher does not like cops or military using his logo. Oh, I didn't know it was so direct. Yes, like he kills. I mean, like I, I don't really know how to put it. That's what the Punisher does. He kills cops that uses his logo. Oh. That looks honestly like a Hellboy logo. Yeah, I don't think it's a permanent. I think it's just for this year or something. I don't just, know. Just shift. A lot of people away. are mad. They're like, "Oh, he's gone woke." But again, I appreciate the fact that this movie takes that stance and it sticks to it. I mean, even even the beginning 
like like remember the beginning where they show the little like um basically what first of all I love exposition in the film that feels natural and that whole summary of his career and whatnot mm-hmm. and everything is like a true patriot for all the weapons he sold like and then there's American flags behind him it's yes. so obvious yes it's so clear what they're doing and I I, I respect I respect the message I have to agree with the message to be quite honest and I I appreciate that the film sticks to it because. I think that's the problem is that a mob movie just lacks substance nowadays, where I appreciate this comic book film is not just there to be enjoyed as certain critics of, or certain supporters of Thor Love and Thunder would tell you this. We'll get into that in a short so time. Woke, woke moralist. Stop, oh, stop it. Up yours. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. We're getting, we're getting a little, 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 too, little too spicy out here. I don't care. Oh. Who, who's going to come at me here? That's Am good. I wrong? If I'm wrong, call me out, but I'm not wrong here. If Tucker Carlson's listening, this is your this is your litmus Not test. A, we, okay, if we do one more litmus test, Megan is going to tell me that we ran that joke into the ground Yeah, as that's, well. that's what I'm doing now. Oh, okay. Not, that's not, the goal here. Oh, okay. I get you. I get you. But moving on, unless any final thoughts on Iron Man. Good movie. Good start at the Live MCU. Live Tucker reaction on Iron Man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he likes Stop. it. Stop. <laughs> He's going like this. Out of 10 rating Davis for <laughs> Iron eight. Man. Give it eight. eight. Solid eight out of 10 for me yeah. as well. Moving on to the next. That's my number one on my rankings. I ranked them. Wow, interesting. I I, I had not actually, but I have an idea. Probably do it off the dome. Honestly, you might be able to. Moving on to the next MCU origin story, The Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky slash The Abomination, Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stern, Mm -hmm. Ty Burrell, love Ty Burrell, as Leonard Sampson and William Hurt as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Moss, Directed by Lewis Ross. Le- you said Moss. Oh, okay. shoot. Thunderbolt Ross. Lord have mercy. I'm losing, my, I'm losing my mind over here, Davis. Directed by Lewis Leterrier and written by Zach Penn. Cinematography done by Peter Menzies Jr. and music by Craig Armstrong. This movie was a bit in production nightmare. Originally, da- David Duchovny was a frontrunner for the film before Norton's casting, while Lewis Leterrier's original choice excuse me, was Mark Ruffalo. Interesting. Which eventually, of course, yeah. came to fruition later on. Then, when Norton came on, he was a Hulk fan, citing the, fir- the first comic book appearances, the Bixby TV show, and Bruce Jones runs the comic. And he initially turned down the part, recalling there was a wince. Oh, there was a there was excuse me, there was the wince factor or the defensive part of you that recoils at what the bad version of what that would be. That's awkward for him, as he felt the previous film strayed far afield from a story that was familiar to the people, which is a fugitive story. But then when he met, he liked with Marvel and Leteria, he liked their vision, but believed they were looking for him to guide the project, so he rewrote the script. And it shows there's sometimes. A lot of, there's a lot of stories about him like taking over production. Yeah, I like Edward Norton, but uh, I don't know about that one. I really like Edward Norton. But uh, it's not. I'll say, I think this movie's pretty solid, however, pretty also pretty forgettable. Yeah. Tim Roth signed on for three more films after this one. He's in She-Hulk. He is. He's voicing Abomination. And he was in Shang-Chi, technically. Shang-Chi, technically. There you go. He was in he was So in what's his, I guess she hosts. Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno made a cameo as well. We he's saw the that. voice. We saw that. This film was released. And, yeah, and he's in it. Yeah, he was, he was the security guard. This film was released uh, worldwide on June 13th, 2008, shortly after Iron Man. That's like a month turnaround. And another short one with a runtime of just 112 minutes or an hour and 52 minutes. And on a budget of $137.5 to $150 million, the film was not a flop, but it struggled at the box office with just $264 million worldwide. I will say, um, 
It is the lowest grossing film of the MCU, and Norton disagreed with Marvel over the final edit of the film was replaced in the role of Banner by Mark Ruffalo for future MCU content, starting with The Avengers in 2012. It is forgettable, isn't it? Like, so when I was watching it, I, I literally forgot I watched this like three times. <laughs> when I was watching, I kept thinking, okay, let's go in. People hate this movie. Let's look for what they hate. And I'm watching, I'm like, there's nothing really bad. It's just meh. Yeah. It's just perfectly all right. I think the fight scenes are great. The action set pieces are all good. Again, they shroud the Hulk in darkness when he first shows up. I love it. Yeah. The problem is there's a lot of wonky CGI, like really, really bad CGI. If you go back and watch, you probably won't. Yeah, well, uh, it looks really. I'll probably forget it <laughs> anyway. There you go. There you go. Looks really, really bad. I like how they shroud it in darkness. I thought the fight scene at the, at the college campus was great. I think the end fight scene is awesome, but it's just. Everything with Liv with Liv Tyler as Betsy Ro- or Betty Ross and not Betsy Ross, um, as Betty yeah, she, Ross it, 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 off off screen she was she was uh, <laughs> she was sewing the flag absolutely and and Bruce it's just so I still think they should bring her back somehow somehow so I, I like Liv Tyler but the problem is the script is just not I there. mean yeah I just I wasn't a big fan of Natasha being that like yeah consoling voice I feel like he yeah. needs Betty Ross yeah. And the problem here is that they started it out to try and be like a loose sequel to 2003's Ang Lee Hulk, mm-hmm. but then they restructured it to be like a restart, so all of Betty and, and Bruce's character development happened off screen. I appreciate the intro that tries to do exposition in a very creative way. I understand some people would dislike that. I don't personally mind it. I thought it was a good creative way to do that, but I don't think it was the right way to do it. Because then all that development, all the reason to care is just not there. You know, like, what's the point to caring to them? And it's just not, it's just not good. One thing I do really like about this movie is they still have Hulk as, like, a separate entity. But, like, maybe Edward Nor- or maybe Bruce Banner's in there. But, like, it's, and even in Avengers, I think Avengers did Hulk really well. I for agree. the most part. We'll certainly talk, to talk about a, that. There's one thing I have an issue with. I really yeah. liked the Hulk growing up. I thought the Hulk was cool. Lou Ferrigno, awesome. I was into comics as a kid, which I think you knew that. I think were yeah, you also yeah. into comics as a kid? Not really, no. One my thing. So I was like Ma- one of the Magic Treehouse, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, I didn't. I read some comics, but like, I wouldn't tell people I did because like it was lame to be a, a big comic fan back in the day. I'm. I don't know if you remember that. Really? Like, hmm. I mean, like I wasn't gonna get beat up at school, but like people <laughs> were like, "Oh, you like comics? That's kind of nerdy." What like it was nerd? a nerd thing. Interesting. But then, like, MCU came around, it's not anymore. Yeah, the MCU, Which, like, yeah, that's cool. The MCU's changed good. it all. And I do agree with you in the fact that keeping Banner and the Hulk separate really creates two It's You got two characters in one there, and his complicated relationship with this monster. Yes. I think it's excellent. I think the fact that he tries so hard to avoid, despite being in such a stressful environment, it gives him, you know, something to do. And I do like Edward Norton as uh, Bruce, but I in Avengers, I like how, like, meek... I don't know if the word's meek is the right word. Just how, like, quiet and, like, withdrawn Mark withdrawn. Ruffalo plays it. I agree. Like, I he's, agree. like, in, like, when he does start to get mad, even then he's, like, he's like I, I, I put a bullet in my mouth and the other guy spit it out. Like, well, that was a great scene. We'll agreed. get to that. We'll certainly talk about that. I think a lot of Hulk fans that have read the comics argue that the character is a representation of DID, dissociative yeah. identity And he disorder. is. He does have DID in the comics, I'm Exactly. Sure. I mean, with the Hulk, you almost have to. Yeah. Technically, I don't. I don't know if there's more there than just like. Those two. I mean, like he's like diagnosed in the comics. Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I, th- I think it's just like one specific run. 
like a famous whole crunch. Okay, does. interesting. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate that the film sticks to that as much as it can. And again, the action is great, but it's, it's just it's just forgettable. There's and there's so many cringe lines like, "Oh, the com- the mixture could be an abomination." No, I hated that. Or the scene where she holds up like the purple shorts. That made me laugh. That that was, that was funny. pretty. Cute. That was that that was funny. I'll agree with that. And I don't like how. He calls himself Hulk when he is Hulk because like it, we see like one newscast like it was like this this like giant like 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 a like a Hulk. I think if they should have been like a hulking creature or something, better would have been better. better. And then we're like they don't want to say hulking creature every time, so they just say Hulk. Indeed, and I I just <sighs> a Hulk, and then they just and some Hulk. of the CGI man, it was bad. I don't even remember. Like so, there's this great scene where <laughs> you remember when he kicked him Roth and he like yeah. wrapped around that the was tree. awesome. That was funny. That was awesome. I love that fight scene. I love all of it. Yeah. Though the rain just randomly shows up. <clears throat> it's just annoying because, one, I know Ross is like Ahab, but he's like downright incompetent. Because, like, they go to trap him and they get him, and then they're like, all right, this is all according to plan. But where are those 50 cows? Wait, this is all according to plan. It was all part of their plan. And it's like, the helicopter's like 40 minutes late. I'm like, where is it going? Why is it not there? They're going to fly over at the stadium. They're, oh, <laughs> right. Busy. They're just incompetent. It was so annoying. But there are some good lines. He's like, "If you stole, if you stole it from me, I'll bury you." Is what he says yeah. when they finally capture that. I'm like, "That's good." And um, William Hurt, great, yeah. great actor, good cast Rest again. In peace. Yes, indeed, he did pass away, I believe, last year. Another great cast, all all the way. And he shows up in other movies as well. Yes, he does. He does, and he actually uh, he talked about that in June 2015 when reflecting on how his reprisal in Captain America: Civil War was different from this film. Hurt said. What I created for The Incredible Hulk was a Ross who was right out of the graphic novel type of thing, where he was as much of a cartoon in a way as the monsters were. He was, yeah. His ego was just as big as his problems were. His ego was just as big, and his problems were just as big. I really did do that consciously. I created a general Ross before which <clears throat> created a verisimilitude. Wow. For the monsters, by making him a human monster, I worked really hard on the makeup and the exaggerated behavior and things like that, and a controlled psychosis. The performance showcased it. He was great. Problem is again, it's a real Captain Ahab thing. Ex- exactly. That that's the comparison. I, like that, yeah. I I think it's I think it's a great comparison. I can't claim it to be my own. I read it somewhere, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's so forgettable. So what do you what do you rate in this? Action scenes top tier, but the rest of it's so bo- it's like a five point five out of oh, or wow. six. I was gonna say like maybe a six point five. I don't know. I think the thing just, is, like, I legitimately forgot I think like, most six. of the movie. I think it's a six because there's a lot, but there's such boring parts yeah. in the middle where it's just nothing. Or that like, opening part where he was in Brazil, I kind of liked. Yeah, I was a fan of that. Yeah, it, it was interesting. There's parts it, that didn't need to be in there, like him. I guess you. It almost need... felt like the movie could have benefited from 20 more minutes of just development somewhere. I would have liked lacking. just. I would have liked an origin film of like him doing it and him turning into the Hulk and having to like cope with that. I understand they didn't want to do that because it was only five yeah, years yeah, beforehand, yeah. but. Find a different way to do it. I would have been fine with that. I, I agree. Find but a then, different way. What's the point? You make that, and then you just abandon the Hulk, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He shows up in the Avengers, and then, like, and he's great in the Avengers. I mean, this is, well this is before that. Disney bought it. Disney did not own Marvel at this oh, point. True. It, was a to- it was totally different leadership. This was distributed and by And look Paramount. at Hulk now. I mean, like, some people would like him. I like Mark Ruffalo still, for the most part. It's not the same. It's yeah, not, I, it's not, it, Hulk isn't as cool now that he's just... Level-headed and just, I agree. just Bruce Banner. I think the hatred for this film is unwarranted, personally. It's not so awful, and people pretend that it is. The action scenes are great. There's a lot of good exploration of Hulk. The problem is that everything in the middle is just like, oh, my gosh. There's this one scene. All right, I got to go back. 
So some of the dialogue is so clunky. Like there's there's a point where it's after Hulk takes Betty at at the campus and Ross goes to Betty's house and that's where Tyrell is mm-hmm. and they just start talking. It's like, well, you know, it's your fault or whatever. And then um, Tyrell's character. Hey, partner. Jack, would you like to join the show? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a legendary moment. Well, boys, I've just seen She-Hulk. And oh, we're going to we're gonna uh, get to that at the we're end. We're talking about Hulk. Miles Morales is joining the Fortnite crew in the next season. That's true. And I'm very interested to talk <laughs> about Hulk it with you. Is she Hulk in Fortnite? Yes. <laughs> I just unlocked the new emote. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Alex, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex, you have anything to say? No, nah, I, I was going to say Jack Hart back in the studio yet again. <laughs> hey, guys. Very uh, exciting. Good to be back here on WEGL. I won't, I won't intrude as I'm not a scholar on this Subject, whatever it may be. He did ask, and then once I told him it was MCU Phase One, which I, what you, you say? I said, he's not no, even you, made you, of iron. No, no <laughs> you said something like, "I would rather die." I would rather. What'd you say? Which I, I made an ironic comment that I would rather do something unpleasurable <laughs> than watch those. Movies. I, I think it's an important. It's an important point to mention. Last week, when Cameron Kasperzak joined the show. Davis said, next time we have a guest show up, I need you to tell me like, very much in advance. I, he just came because I forgot to unlock my uh, door. So he well, had Jack, a, if you want to stick around for the next hour and a half, we're not really... Probably more like an hour. It's probably going to be more like an hour. We are just talking about Hulk. Apparently, Davis has a <laughs> She-Hulk gripe later on. I don't have a gripe. Maybe. It's she the, did. She, Megan the Stallion's in it. Well, we'll, we'll certainly you see that, that, Alex? Yeah, unfortunately. Alex saw it. It's in Fortnite. I did see it. So, you... you, you <laughs> wait. <laughs> have you actually watched She-Hulk? Uh, I've seen about 40 seconds of it <laughs> with no sound because I was at work. <laughs> she uh, goes, you're the best lawyer I've I ever had. I'm an expert. It looked a little bit like a GTA cutscene. When, <laughs> when she walks in with the, the briefcase. It looks so bad. She was so green, and she didn't look <laughs> mad at all. So I just I checked True. out. <laughs> if you watch the first episode, <laughs> she would hate on you for saying that. She's like, everybody expects me to be mad. It's very self-aware. It's not that I expect her to be mad. I expect her to be not green. <laughs> then Hulk's doing the but listening do you, face. He's like, do you okay, get yeah, it, yeah. Jack? She's self-aware, so all like every every bad thing is fine. She looks at the camera and waits. Well, it's a comedy show, so it's absolved of all criticism. <laughs> as it's a kid show, bro. As Twitter would tell, just turn off your brain and enjoy it, guys. Be thankful that these characters are on our screen. <laughs> Lord and have mercy. Everyone claps. They're still in the book. You can, you can still read the comic books. Lord have mercy. What's movie's next? Thor. Uh, Iron Man two, actually. Oh, okay. Hey, yay! So Iron Man two can came we skip out. This one? No, no, we cannot. Mickey Rourke's in it. He is Robert Downey Jr.'s back as Tony Stark. Gwyneth Paltrow in a bigger role as Virginia Pepper Potts. I don't know her first name was Virginia. I didn't either. I thought it was just Pepper Potts. I thought it was Salt and. <laughs> Jack's just going to be here as like an Andy Richter to come okay. in. <laughs> yeah, just, your mic's going to be on. You should interject whenever you feel inclined. I think, I, I think that's means. fine. Who cares? Yeah, Excellent. Well, Marvel movies, never. <laughs> I don't think do something unpleasant. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Good to have you back, Jack. That rhymed. Uh, Don Cheadle. <laughs> at... Don, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle okay. in the replacement. <laughs> so I do think that scene's pretty funny where he walks in and he's like, I'm here. Deal with it. <laughs> that's, that's Love funny. it. I like that. I, if, if you'd only winked at the camera, it would have it would have. I, I think that kind of, if he only like winked at Tony Shark there, I think that would have been really funny. I agree. I, I would have liked it. As James Rody Rhodes and now War Machine. Ooh. Mm. Oh my gosh. I forgot how, how awkward the next time when Terrence Howard in the first movie when he sees the story, he's like, next time. I need to no. get me one of those. It's <laughs> like Batman. It's like Batman Begins. It, it is like Batman Begins. Why, Scott, did, why didn't he ever get one of those? What do you mean? 
Why didn't why didn't uh what's Je- his name? Commissioner Gordon Commissioner Gordon, why didn't he get why didn't he get a Davis? Uh because uh GCPD was on a on a tight budget. Oh, okay. There you go. Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff slash the Black Widow. Sam Rockwell, our yeah. guy, as Justin Hammer. I wish they'd bring him back in the MCU. He's still Apparently alive. he is coming back. <gasps> Are you serious? Yeah, in the um, Armor Wars? Thunderbolts or whatever. Oh, I forgot about Which that. Which is like, and in the Armor Wars, Who allegedly. Cares? Mickey Rourke boring. as Ivan Vanko slash Whiplash. And then Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Forgot to mention that. We're going to talk about the cutscenes and how they affect it. So Iron Man 1 has a very simple cutscene where he says, you become part of a bigger universe. Which is very, very on the nose there. And then I think Hulk has a really good post credit scene because for those who don't know, Iron Man 2, Thor, and the Incredible Hulk, and Captain America the First Avenger all take place within basically like a month mm-hmm. of each other. It's called Fury's Big Week. I don't think it's all a week. Like chronologically, the week doesn't make any sense. That's what they call it. So there's that cutscene at the end of Hulk where Iron Man goes to recruit um Hulk f- or and ask questions you, from did you General s- Ross. Did you see like the one? It's like the I can't remember. They're like the Marvel Minute, and it's just like a like a minute clip of just yes. like, and they're like, we got to find the right guy to get to go to really. Mess- yeah, and I didn't like, see that then. Huh? I guess I didn't see that. Well, it's Agent Coulson, and then the bald guy that turns out to be in Hydra. They're like, we got to find the right guy to go talk to Ross. And they're like, we'll get the annoying guy. They like they have a name for him, and then it shows the scene of like him oh. walking in. It's oh, that's cool. I like that. It's I, like it has to be someone that General Ross hates. I also love the as as um Hurt said, comic book character nature of Ross because every time he wants a drink, he just says reload as he smokes on <laughs> his cigar. I am the most military man there is. If I reload. say that tomorrow at a tailgate, you think they'll give me a drink? <laughs> reload. Dep- depends on the crowd. It depends on the crowd. I'll say that. This movie was released May 7, 2000, 2010. So a bit of a gap between Hulk and the next step for the MCU phase one. Only two hours and five minutes, and on a bigger budget of 170 to 200 million dollars, it made 623.9 million dollars, making it the seventh highest grossing film of 2010. Unlike its predecessor, which mixed, which mixed digital and practical effects, the sequel primarily relied on computer-generated imagery to create the Iron Man suits, and it received an Academy Award for that for best visual effects. And of course, there was Iron Man 3 sequel in the future. This movie, eh, mm. it's okay. Has some cool moments when he suits up with the briefcase suit. Cool. Sam Rockwell, he's hilarious. Love it? Sam Rockwell. Love, uh, I, I, oh, minus point for Elon Musk. Yeah, that's true. He had an idea for some, and I wonder if it's still not getting off the ground, as Elon is prone Boom. to do. dunked on. Elon, if you're listening, don't <laughs> say anything because <laughs> I want to talk to you. The litmus test for Elon Musk, evidently. Lord have mercy. This movie, <sighs> I thought, it, much like um, the watch thing that we made so much fun of in Morbius, the blood toxicity thing just like wildly all over the place. Like it's 19%, 24%, 49%, blood toxicity 96%. Would you be dead at that if, point? The problem is is that it, six months after the events of the first film, when he started using the uh, palladium, it was at 19%. So how did it jump 80%? It's exponential. But even then, they give him that little whatever that cures him. Oh, yeah. Take but the like, edge off. What? Your, 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 your heart's still pumping this blood, this toxic, 96% toxic blood. I don't yeah. think your heart's coming back from that. I, I don't know about that one either, Davis. I, re- I really uh, I smoke. Not. I smoke cigarettes for 20 years and my lungs are destroyed. And then I'm like, I'm going to start chewing nicotine gum. <laughs> my, my lungs are still destroyed. It's a good point. That's a good point. I did love the first introduction at that court scene. I thought it was great. Like the whole opening court scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I do kind of wish, and this is something Mr. Sunday Movies, I was watching a video, they said that they kind of wish Sam Rockwell was a little more competent. Yeah, he's, like, he's stupid. He's comically stupid, which, like, he's he does it well. He's funny. Sam Rockwell's awesome. And he, but yeah, I wish he, if he was a little bit more competent. I agree. Cool. I also think, again, the timeline's all the whack, because we get that flashback with Mickey Rourke as Vanko when I, when Tony Stark announced some of Iron as Iron Man, and you see him build the arc reactor, and then apparently six months later he achieves success a second time? Maybe he's like working the, on it. I don't know. It, it, wouldn't, it shouldn't take him six. He built the arc reactor in like two minutes. Look, man. I don't know. We're not expecting timelines, but neither is the MCU. Whiplash because is kind of cool. Kind of. Mickey Rourke was having Whiplash fun. Whiplash is cool, but the problem is the fight scenes are so short. Yeah. Like, think about the two big fight scenes in this movie like that actually matter are the first one on the racetrack, which I love the cinematography of the cars blowing up behind him. It looks awesome. It does. But then the fight scene I is like two like minutes. The fight scenes can't go on for that long because what? How? Like all Iron Man has to do is just like fly away and shoot at him. Well, I know, but then even like in the late in the final fight scene when Mickey Rourke's Vanko has that gigantic suit and I everything, like those that. huge cables. It's like two seconds yeah, again. Like, like, hey, what if we just? They set it up because he was drunk. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, uh, he was he was drunk and he and he, and he peed in the suit. That was kind of funny. And he took the he took the suit. That 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 was kind of funny. I I really like how this um movie does explore. You know what happens when you're a super, you're supposed to be this invincible superhero that is mortal and his mortality is thrown in his face the entire time because mm-hmm. he's constantly reminded of the fact that he's dying. And then he makes he a new he makes it. a new element because his dad had the had <laughs> the the code for a new element hidden in the Disney World the, the scale the model world. of the World Expo in 1973, but he didn't have the technology to create. You know what happened to my buddy Eric one time. There's one for you. Also, Davis, I will say, as you are known critic of the guys, he's right behind me, isn't he? Or th- that, that didn't come out right. Um, this movie has maybe the worst oh. line. You know what I'm talking about? You might. Don't don't stick it off though. So, it's at the final fight scene when Rhodey and Iron and Stark are fighting off the drones, which I hate. There that, that those drones, which are apparently made by Vanka, who's a genius, are such cannon fodder. Like, they go through them easily. Iron Man at one point just punches through them. Why didn't he do that ray blast earlier? But then he gets the ray blast, and uh, Rhodey's like, you should have done that earlier. He's like, sorry, I had to save it. Uh, I can only use it once. It's a one-off. Stupidest line I've ever seen in my life. I don't remember that. I probably blocked it from my memory. Yes, obviously you can only use it once. And he's like, it's a one-off. Oh! No, wait, this is we got this is for the Avengers. I just one one hit me in the face just then, like a stupid line. I was like, oh my god. Make sure you write it down. Write it down. So you don't forget it. Seriously, don't want to forget it. We have like three movies to go before we get there. Lord have mercy. Classic Josh Whedon writing. Oh my gosh. But that was so, like I'm like, oh, it's ha ha funny. And he's like, it's a one-off. It's a one-off. No duh, idiot. It was they winked at the camera. My, well, he probably like said, his mask was on. So. She Hulk's gonna go like <laughs> it's a one-off. That's it. <laughs> no, no further joke there. Wow, Davis, truly, truly incre- incredible there. What are you rating this movie? You have anything else you want to say about it? I don't feel like there is much else to One say. One more thing. So honestly, up until the fight with Rhodey, I feel like first half of the film I really enjoyed. Second half was just once they took away that fact that he was dying, the film just had no weight to it. They couldn't reestablish like because then he's the in very, the donut. Yeah, like so all that serious. I mean, Pepper's terrified of him because he has like I mean the whole scene where the music swells as he's shooting watermelons and they all acknowledge it like he's lost control is great and then the first line of basically the second act is sir could you please exit the donut 
classic. Stupid. He's sitting in the donut. Yeah, because Davis is in the donut and he's eating donuts. Get it? Yeah, he was eating donuts, but but then 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 uh, he gets injected and he's fine. He was in a donut because yeah, <laughs> I feel like he would have figured that out. Like how how come the guy that made a new element in this movie couldn't find out? Yeah, this he little... searched everything. And they're like, hey, here. And then Black Widow beats up some guys for something. What do you rate in this movie? I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's boring. <laughs> there was something else I had to say though, and I forgot it now. I'm giving it like a five point five. I like the recasting of Howard Stark, by the way. Cause it was different. It was a different guy in the first one. I, I like. I like who they. I like who they brought in for this one. That guy always reminds me of the guy from West Wing that always burps. What's his name, Jack? Bradley Whitford. Yeah, that the guy that plays Howard Stark. I always think is Bradley Whitford, but it's someone else. Bradley Whitford burps in West Wing. I watched like four seasons. Did I miss that? It's subtle. It's subtle. <laughs> it's, it's like you're like. <laughs> do I need to? It's like it's like in Ocean's Eleven at the end. You haven't seen it. If it's like Brad Pitt with eating, like yeah. if you don't know, oh. to look, if you don't know to look for it, you won't notice. Has, but like, then has, once like, you know, know, you see him eating like yeah, every scene in Ocean's Marvel. Eleven, and then President Borlet. There you go. <laughs> okay. And then Gus is there. I think Social Security. <laughs> <laughs> Gus is there. It's like Stephen A. Smith. But you know, you know uh, Davis. I don't know if I told you. A uh, friend of the show, Corinne Stein, watched uh-huh. all of West Wing in a week. Wow. You must. She must have had nothing to do. She's in nursing school, so I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> What was, what was that, Jack? That's a long show. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. Can you watch it in a week? She did. She said she did. I believe. How much her. sleep did she you get? Watch three episodes at once. Okay. Um, you, you watch it like college football. Three the number, the numbers, Mason. <laughs> and then and then Jawan Howard shows up in the first episode. He, I, I'm not even lying. <laughs> I've seen the first episode. Is it the second episode? He plays at Duke in the West. That's Wing true. Universe. He does. Yeah. Oh. Jawan Howard's playing basketball with Martin Sheen. I'm not. Ma- I'm not making this up. Now. I just remember when his like when his like girl who is his niece is like some age who then gets retconned in the second episode and then he yells at the people in in the White House and that's like the first scene in the first episode. And the Dulé Hills there. Dulé Hills there. What are you looking at me like that for, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> this movie's also like-, like a West Wing with du- with Stephen A. <laughs> That'd be awesome, Jack. You missed the whole Stephen A. bit earlier. It was really. Oh, I've been. Having my own Stephen A. bit pr- privately with Davis for the past week. Oh, okay. That <laughs> Crab makes... Rangoon and things of that nature. Oh, of course. I where he got oh. all his material. That's all I'll say. <laughs> of course, of course. I like it's the fight scene when Happy... Uh, sorry, cutting back to the movie because we don't, if we don't do it, we're never going to get it. I like cutting the fight scene when... Cutting back to not the West Wing. Indeed. When Happy like beats up that guy for like an hour and he's like, I did it. And it's like, funny. oh, never yeah, mind. Funny. But Next movie. 5.5 for me. 5.5 out of 10. The fight scenes are weak. The whole second half is just boring. Though, hey, Tom Holland's apparently there. No, he's not. Redcon. No, he's not. Redcon. Next again. movie. This Next is movie. my ranked fifth on my list. Or Woo! six. Six. I'm sorry. Least favorite. We got Thor with Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. Tom Hiddleston as How is much Loki. do we have to talk about this one? Because this one's really boring. <laughs> We're going to talk about it for a bit, Davis. Oh, my Stellan Skarsgård as Eric Selvig. Colm Feor as Laufey. What? Ray Stevenson as Volstag. Idris Elba as Heimdall. Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis, Renee Russo as Freya, Anthony Hopkins as Odin. Yeah. Shout out to Anthony Hopkins, killed it. I think. Well, I guess we'll discuss that. Um, and then a bunch of other. He's people asleep that, for most of it. Yeah, a bunch of people that don't really matter. He just fell asleep on set by and they Kenneth did that. You know that. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> There's so many Dutch angles in this that you think this guy was from Denmark or yeah, from Denmark. Oh, no. Dutch. Uh, Netherlands. Netherlands. I almost got. I would got it. <laughs> Dutchenberg. <laughs> Denmark's Danish. What you, uh, I was gonna, my thought process was like, people from Denmark are called Dens? I really, 
dims. It's called living rooms. They're called Alex. dims. It's called it's called Denmark now. <laughs> the Denmarkins, whatever. I don't know. The Republican Danish. Republican land. Oh Lord. Written by Ashley Edward Miller, Zach Sten, and Don Payne. Cinematography from Harris. Zembarlaukis. Maybe he is, is he from the Netherlands? <laughs> We're going to look this There's up. There's like literally right a Dutch now. angle every three scenes. It is insane. Avengers does the same Born thing. Born in Nicosia, Cyprus. So he's, so he's Greek. Greek. Cyprian, maybe. Cyprian? <laughs> Dutch. <laughs> Technically, it's Greek Cypriot. Cypriot. Is it A E? No, I O T. Eot. Cypriot. 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 Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. A zealot. Oh, okay. I like saying that. <laughs> okay, Davis. Film was released in April of twenty or May, excuse me, of twenty eleven, May sixth worldwide. Austin. Premiere in Sydney, Australia. Running time of again a short one. Good. One hour and fifty four minutes Boring. on a budget of hundred and fifty million. The film made four hundred and forty nine point three million at the global box. I was well short of the Iron Man films. Man, I really liked honestly. Everything up until Thor gets cast out, and then it's kind of stupid. I'm not even a big fan of the fantasy thing, though. Like, I liked it better when he was on Earth. The fantasy thing was just not appealing to me. I didn't okay. even like on Earth that much. I really, really like the scene when Odin casts him out. Yeah, Anthony I like Hopkins that. is like, I'm going to just go do what I do. And he, and he actually fell asleep on set. They actually did just, they just made that. Really? No. Alex. Oh. <laughs> God. Look, Davis, Too you're very easy. convincing. You're very convincing. I don't, I, I don't think I am. Sometimes you are. But, like, I liked the opening. I, th- I thought, man, now that you mentioned the Dutch angles, there are so many just weird cuts. Mm-hmm. Like, in the when they go to Jotunheim and they start fighting the uh, Frost Giants, there are so many just absurd cuts during the action scenes. And, man, the, Davis, I'm surprised the expo- exposition police did not lurch themselves onto this movie when after uh, the Frost Giants attack and they're destroyed – Thor is being counseled by Loki, who very obviously sets him up. I do like how Loki's in- intentions are shrouded in mystery the whole time. I'll give them credit for that one. But then his friends are like, what are we going to do? And he's like, name of you and that thing that we did together. Name of you and that thing that we did together. Name of you and I showed you how great food is. Yeah, I don't care about any of those Horrid. characters. If you ask me any of their names right now, if you had a gun in my head, like name one of their names. Just- I know the lady Sip, but that's because like film Twitter thirst over Lady Sip. Oh, she's, she's in like Love and Thunder. Yeah. yeah, apparently she loses her arm. Because she's Spoiler. like, I can't wait to go to Valhalla. And Thor's like, well, actually, you know, uh, you, you have to be killed in battle. You, you, your arm might go to – I'm going to do the, the Taika Waititi thing right now. But your <laughs> arm has to – your, your arm might go to Valhalla. And then at the end, I think her arm is in Valhalla or something. I hate Natalie Portman goes to Valhalla, though. Well, good for her. <laughs> we were at the theater. We were watching it. Chris went, good for her. I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, he just, like, unprompted said that. <laughs> also – Whoever decided to dye Chris Hemsworth eyebrows blonde, oh, there is a special place. They were busy making Dutch angles <laughs> for all those. Oh my lord! I like Anthony Hopkins. I like the narrative exposition. I like I like again the um, nonlinear storytelling, opening with the storm, and then Thor happens to show up. But man, it's just so so mediocre. Every scene with like Thor and Jane have no chemistry. Do they? And then there's oh my gosh. Most eye rolling line ever is oh my god. Get get it, Davis? Because Thor, Thor is the god of thunder. Did did I you did you get that? It, they were probably doing a Dutching when that happened. A Danish. I angle think they either. did. Oh my god! <laughs> there were so many. Avengers did the same thing. It was bothering me. Do a, do a good shot. If you like, if you're like, 
I wonder what shot Davis, I. Davis, why don't you use. describe what the Dutch angle is? A to Dutch those angle who don't is know. like imagine you're looking at someone, like you, you're doing the you're doing the frame thing with like you're 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 putting your thumbs together in make front the of your you. face, make the you, and you just turn it like forty five degrees. There were a lot. And that's a Dutch angle. Whoa, and even oh my gosh, so even then, oh my gosh, what was the, the scene? Danish angles upside down? Did you know that? What? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, he called I'm me out not, on that one. I'm not stupid, you know that. <laughs> wow. I didn't say anything. Really? Really? Also, oh my gosh. Don't even get me started on the oh Turkish Oh my angle. gosh. One of the... The Kurt so, angle. No. <laughs> that one's for you. Okay, Scott I'm Steiner done. math. Done. Kurt angle, no. Never mind. Um. So when Thor goes to get the hammer, he's like, I'm going to go get this. And they're like, hey. I, I kind of like that. Coulson's like, I need you. And then, <laughs> what's so funny over there? And then Hawkeye, <laughs> like... We see Hawkeye off screen. Davis, get your. Should I bleep this out? Oh, okay. <laughs> Show up, Davis. Huh? We're in here right now. Come on. Okay. Okay. Stay focused. No. When so when Thor goes to get the hammer and Coulson's like, we need backup, and it cuts to Hawkeye, but we don't That's see him. That's kind of cool. No, but he reaches for a gun and they're like, no, the bow and arrow. Get it? Because he's Hawkeye. Yeah, I get it. Just grab the. I think just kind of imagine him there you're, was like, you're like you're like you're like okay. What oh am my I- god, my favorite character, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't use the gun! Like that? <laughs> Is that what you were expecting to happen in the theater? I wonder if you're going to happen to Chris when he saw Daredevil. <laughs> huh? When Chris saw Daredevil. <laughs> the show? No, the guy in the film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that movie with the guy. He went, oh, he's blind! <laughs> And then he did the single clap. And then at the end in the post credit for Thor Love and Thunder, he went, good for her. <laughs> I turned and looked at him and went, what? But, like, that scene's so stupid. I hated it. And then what should be a powerful scene of Thor realizing he's truly unworthy is ruined by a decent score. And then Thor's, like, yelling very, like, like for some reason they mixed the music and him going, ah! <laughs> like... With it, like it's not like just the music power over it. It's like a mix of like, no, like it's so stupid. I hate this. How movie. much do we have to say about? How much more can we say about? Like, I also like how I don't like the Anthony Hopkins has so many great deliveries, and then his final line is no, no, Loki, say something better, bro. You're the, you're literally the all father. You you've been living for like a. Bazillion years. You no, really? What are you tired? No. Come on now. No. I gotta say, good casting. Tom Hiddleston has some great scenes. When he and Anthony Hopkins are acting, for Thor originally. Yeah, originally, I and I think the Loki was the much better casting. I think Idris Elba's Heimdall also an excellent choice as well. But I, man, there were because so for Laufey, this one I noticed that was a weird shot because Laufey's one of the Frost Giants. He's the king of the Frost Giants, and obviously they didn't want to, they didn't want to create a fully CGI Davis, fully CGI <laughs> character. Jack, do I have to kick you out of the studio to keep no, from distracting no, no. Davis? That was the first time I did something. If you say so. So, like, with Laufey, <laughs> they couldn't obviously make a fully CG. So they would, like, show him from, like, a corner, like a Dutch angle, and then they just zoom in on his face. Do you remember that? And it would always look really odd because anytime he needed to deliver a line, they would cut from CGI eight-foot-tall frost giant to a really close cut of his face. They're like, hey, this is the guy because we can't zoom out because yes. it would look terrible. Yes. Bad. Horrible. What are you this rating mo- this? Five, because I actually no, actually four point five out of ten. I think I'm giving it a five, because I actually enjoyed Iron Man. Now I will say, oh man, Iron Man two. I mean, he was crazy. 
I think I have this ranked as like tied for third. Oh lord. Oh lord. So I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing, and this is something that I really am curious to explore as we do the MCU back to back to back. Is the fact that I do think, for better or worse, this movie and the Incredible Hulk made their characters not all the same. Haha, <laughs> yes, one liner. Yes, I agree. Because like after everybody's like, oh my god, we love Iron Man. What if we make every character Iron Man? I appreciate that Thor and all of them talk like this Norse, almost Shakespearean. Like he's very serious. Exactly, and he's very. And almost- the, the humor of the movie comes from like. Oh, he threw his beer on the ground because he, he's a and fish out of water. And it is a little overdone, admittedly. The fish out of water jokes are a bit overdone, but I appreciate that he's his own character and he he talks differently. The dialogue choice is there. It's not like incomprehensible Shakespearean English, but like there's certain word choices that are just better that feel like he's not Thor. Jack, you, know, you got something to say there. Oh, no. They can't no. see him. Alex, why would you say that? Because, because I can see He's painting a picture. He's painting, he's painting a, a lot painting like a... Wonder Woman. Every scene's a movie. Every. Oh, I'm a, I'm a very fish out of water. I agree. I think one I th- wonders if DC took inspiration from this very film. One could say they did. One would say they did. She's in. Uh, but oh, yeah, Wonder, yeah. Wonder Woman's she's like an Amish. She's like an Amish. Wonder Woman's person. been characterized like that before. That's not necessarily outside of the realm of just her character in general. But man, I I'm gonna say a five actually because I did enjoy some parts of it, but I thought the action was really weak, and I thought like, oh my gosh, the CGI when he does the wind tornado. Horrid. I don't even remember. I've. It's Davis, tied, you're this is, so. I like. I, like, I, like I genuinely like. I don't remember that. I imagine when we get more into the MCU, you're gonna be more heated. But for now, you're just like so. The problem is with like this it's is, not even like they're so. But this is like the foreshadowing for what's to come for the MCU. But like overall, at least they're creative. We'll give yes, them props. They're they trying try. to do something. They're different. Each of these movies were different than the other one. They don't become. They don't see the Guardians of the Galaxy and Tony Stark be so successful and think everybody needs to be Chris Pratt. Like each of these movies were different. Like I'd say genres overall. They explore different each themes. Character was different. Uh, yeah, like Captain America, which I assume we're going to talk about next. Yeah. So I can use this as a segue. Captain America's mostly just like a. Okay. Sorry. Say your thing. Um, to, before we move on to that, two things. One, we had the post credit scene of Iron Man 2 where uh, Coulson's going to see the hammer. I like yeah. that setup. Or but this post credit scene is bad Which because it's it? it's Fury bringing Selvig on to the Tesseract project, oh, and then but Loki's then Loki's like, in control of him, mm-hmm. except it's that weird. gets... Re- the issue is that scene was filmed by Joss Whedon. They did that separately and brought Selvig or brought Stellan Skarsgård back to film that, and it just contradicts the plot. Anyway, sorry. Oh, so <clears> we we'll <throat> move on to Captain America. Which Thor is... is Bad. Is Thor worse than Hulk? I have him tied for third. It's close. I liked Thor. I liked Hulk's action better than Thor. So I'll I'll, I'll give Hulk the edge. I think okay. I'll, I'll, say, Nor- I'll, I'll give say Norton the Hulk's edge. Hulk's third because I like Edward Norton a lot. But Iron Thor's Man two's fourth. real low for you though. Iron Man two's last. Yowza. Iron Man one. Well, let's rank it the end. Let's rank it. Come on. It's well, Captain America he, though. Captain America. You were gonna say is like they're each different movies, and this one's basically just like a period piece, nineteen forties action or like war movie. Like yeah, it's like a Saving agree. Private Ryan. It wants to be, but it's not. But I, it wants to be. I agree. It, try, it tries its very best. Chris Evans starring as Steve Rogers. Tommy Lee Jones love that, as Colonel Chester Phillips. Hugo Weaving as Johann Smith or the Red Skull. The Red Skull. Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter. Sebastian Stan as James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes. Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark. I like that casting a lot. Neil McDonough as Timothy Dum Dum Dugan, who has like maybe two lines of dialogue in the whole movie. He's the one that's wearing the little bowler hat, isn't he? Yeah. Why? He's wearing a bowler hat with his like corporal insignia on it? That is not official army gear. 
It was so stupid to me. I don't get it. What what was the design choice there? Oh, he's Irish. He should wear a bowler hat with his corporal insignia on it. Come on. I love yeah, that odd was... job from James Bond. How can we integrate this? It was so stupid. And then Derek Luke as Gabe Jones. I don't remember him having a line of dialogue. Stanley Tucci as Abraham Erskine. Erskine. Directed by Joe Johnston. Written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Cinematography by Shelley Johnson. Alan Silvestri composed the score, and it's a lot better than anything else from the past films. I will say, man, Hulk and Thor and Iron Man were all guilty of just replaying the same theme over and over and over again. Oh, is this the bowler hat guy? Can, I, can yes. we see the bowler hat guy? Like, what is that? Two thumbs Give up. him a helmet, or just don't put the like it's his rank so, on the it's hat. It's so it's so comic booky though. You got to you got to almost love it. I don't. Okay, it's so fair stupid. Guess Davis doesn't love it. The scores for the last three. Why is it Neil so McDonough? Okay. Why is it Neil McDonough? Neil McDonough's pretty cool. You don't like Neil McDonough? I don't. I don't not like him. But why is he? I don't. Davis doesn't know. What he's okay, saying. I'm done. I'm done. But yeah, Silvestri came back with the score, and the main theme is really solid. I'll admit that yeah, this film came out in 2011, July 22nd, premiered uh, worldwide. It's again short one, two hours and four minutes. One of the longer entries so far, this one, actually. This one felt really long for me. Yeah, it did because it does cover a lot. Budget. Ranged wildly from 140 million to 216 million, according to reports. I don't know about that one. The film struggled at the box office with just 370.6 million worldwide, second lowest up until this point. Hulk only being the one lower. And in July of 2010, Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige, shout out Kevin Feige, said that both this film and Thor would be released in 3D. Johnston did a one-day test shooting with a 3D rig rather than shooting in 2D and converting, and found it a nightmare. But nevertheless, they did it anyway because Kevin Feige will always have his way. And this movie. Kevin, this is a. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, Lord. Not another one. Not another Not one. Not another one. Hey, I mean, we'll give him credit. The casting was cool. I think Chris Evans does well as uh, Captain America. Yeah, I agree. I loved the opening again in the future. Marvel was really obsessed with opening in the future and then going back to the past. That yeah. was kind of their thing early on. I liked it at first, but it's like every single one. How did is this that? one open? Because it opens with. Uh, like a crew searching oh, they the ice. Find they him. Yeah, find yeah, they him. find Which him. Which I like that. It's oh, cool. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, this guy's cool. alive. Oh my god. Why do they say that? <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess they said an, in the Avengers. I know, I know, but I feel like that's a, I guess that's an exclamation that you would make if a guy's you find if you found me and I. This guy's I, alive. <laughs> this caveman's alive. That's not a cardboard box. <laughs> that's a guy. It's it's it's, it's going to be Encino Man with Brendan Fraser. Oh lord. This oh, guy's alive. Oh my. What I want to know is where's the cave? That's true. I also really did not like it the opening when they're in Norway and they're speaking Norwegian, but then the moment the German show up, they start speaking in English. Yeah. Like the lack of consistency there, don't like. Maybe that it's at gonna all. be like uh, Das Boot where they just like filming on the zooming on their mouths and they start speaking English. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I, I do. know it's Hunt for Red October. Actually, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, yeah, that. And I was confused. I was like, what's happening? That movie was yeah, that movie was a little confusing. It's pretty good, but Sean Connery. I just it was another lukewarm one, man. I didn't like this one at all. I. Oh my gosh, the amount of montages. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, the montage. I thought the CGI for your small Chris Evans looked good. I didn't. Really? I think it looked really bad. Like, really... if you look at his head, it's way too big. It's not fit on that guy's head right. It does not look good. Because they literally just did, like, the Scooby Doo 2 Monster Leashed, where they just put Shaggy's body on the woman's body in that one scene. Shaggy's head. Did... Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, that's just, it's not even like they're warping his face like they did for, like, uh, the Star Wars thing where they brought back. Uh, Carrie Fisher or whatever. They just like yeah. put his head right there. I thought there were some shots that looked really bad, but I thought overall it looked okay. Overall, I'll give him a, a A for effort. No, a C for effort. 
I loved the Howard Stark intro where he's doing the tech and it doesn't work perfectly, but man. It's like Elon I mean, Musk. Every movie, it just expect. Really? I feel like this movie, again, they ran out of just. Uh, he's fine. Don't be that guy, Jack. Keep going. Um, it feels like they just ran out of time again because you're just. Like, one thing I really liked the montage of him as the propaganda guy. Where I did like that. I like how Erskine dies in it really ends it to her. You know, that kind of creates the fact that he's the, he's the one and only Captain America. I thought the transformation was good. I honestly but thought, then there were more Captain Americas. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the retcon later in the MCU series, Captain's America. Captain's That's true. America. And it's the parenthesis. I thought guy. he and Haley Atwell had really good chemistry. Yeah. Compared to Liv Tyler and Edward Norton. I mean, like, I get that he's supposed to be a dork, but he doesn't know what fondue is, and he thinks that's a... Uh, well, I mean, 1940. It's... Melted cheese. Yeah, but like it's probably like a rich people activity. I feel like I feel like he's pretty poor. The same amount of people now know about fondue as then. Maybe maybe a slight Pop, uptick. You you don't understand how, like how do you know about fondue, Davis? When was the first time you heard about fondue? Probably Zach and Cody. Exactly. How do you know he wasn't watching Zach and Cody? <laughs> <laughs> because of that, Davis. Because of that. So and that's all great. And I don't then I've ever actually had fondue. I haven't either. I remember Jack? once at a birthday party I went to, a chocolate fountain blew up, and that was pretty, that was pretty tragic. <laughs> it's like a Sweet Life of Zack and Cody episode. I have had fondue. What are your thoughts, Jack? It's melted cheese. Yeah, it's melted cheese. Is this something you've had in your very important adult world job? Uh, no, oh. I haven't had fondue in six or seven years. Oh, wow. Long time. There you go. Do, do you want some more fondue, or was it a one-time? I would I'm never suggest to go to the fondue place again, but I wouldn't be opposed there. if you know, if I... Cause it's invited. like just it's like low quality melted cheese, right? Like, it's, not like it's low quality. Depends on the cheese. Yeah, it depends on the fondue. It's like that's like saying sandwiches are low quality. That's a good point. It's okay. more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, intriguing. It's just yeah. melted hot cheese. Ooh, I do like hot cheese. It's more warm than hot. I like queso. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now back to the. Now back to Captain now America. Now back to this boring movie. It like, cause then so, for for I'm just gonna talk about the plot for a second. So we open up with him. Wanting to keep applying or whatever. Uh-huh. I really like the movie theater scene or whatever where it's very like, hey, pick up. well, you can pick on someone your own size and then he gets beat up or whatever. Yeah. Picking up the shield's a little cliche. Like, hey, the trash can's my shield. I could do this all day. Ugh. I like that line one, the fact that it just keeps on going over and over and over again. So he does that and then Bucky gets sent off and then he meets Ersk- Erskine. Dr. Erskine, and Erskine's like, you know what? I like you, Steve, or whatever. And I like, actually, Stanley Tucci's really good in this movie. I'll give him credit. He was good. I think they missed out on getting him for a bigger role. Yeah, I would agree. He could have been like Modoc or something. Ooh, that would have been good. That would have been good. Who else could he have been? I don't know. Big Wheel. He honestly should have been the Hydra, like the, he honestly should have been, I think he could have been. No, Are you no. talking about the doctor, the little the little guy? No, like even like the guy who should have been Avengers Age of Ultron for like one second. He's like a bigger known character. They just didn't use him right. I don't remember. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. The one that Captain America beat up. Yeah, he could have been that because I, I like Stanley uh, Tucci. So then he does all that and he gets accepted and there's a, you know, bad training montage of just him failing or whatever. And it's one mon- that's montage count number one, mm-hmm. mind you. And man, some of the CGI for the backgrounds looks terrible. Like when they went to the expo or whatever, like the World's Fair, whatever it was, holy cow, were the backgrounds terrible. And then some of like the dialogue, like when he's chasing the Hydra agent that shoots es- Erskine and then... He's he's got like he's like no, no don't do it no don't like that's all he says like come on it was it was very very cheesy and ridiculous and then he becomes Captain America hip hip hooray 
And then montage number two comes in where he's the propaganda tool. And then he goes and saves Bucky like and all the day. I like yeah, that was the best one because you saw him getting better at it. And when, you they, saw the and crowds they, when they walk back to the camp, I like that. Yeah, I agree. I thought the I'm not a big fan of all the Tesseract tech though. I, I think it looks ridiculous. Honestly, I don't I don't think it fits. Why aren't I, those in the World War II documents? I think I think huh? the CGI is a little ridiculous. I think the worst part is oh my gosh. He goes and saves Bucky. He interacts with these prisoners like one time, and then uh, the colonel's like, yeah, I guess you'll go. And he's like, I've already got my team. And he picks dudes that we've seen like one collective scene of. And they're not in the movie. They're like in a montage. Stupid hat. Yeah. And then you got another montage of them, of them destroying the Hydra stuff. But then for whatever reason, by the end of the movie, we're supposed to assume that if Schmidt, who I really like the Red Skull mask and the fact that he masks himself as human, but then he was like, I have embraced it. But you haven't embraced it if you've been wearing a human mask the whole time. Yeah, Stupid. you can see you can see the red sometimes. Which True, but he hasn't embraced it if he's been wearing a human mask yeah. all the time. So like, montage, montage, Captain America and the team destroying Hydra stuff. But then at the end, it's like if if Schmidt does this, we we won't be able to stop him. Y'all are destroying this fool the whole time. What do you mean? Like that's the, it's a poor use of a montage in that case, and it's just another montage. And I also think this movie introduces the very 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 flawed um, rules of the shield. Because, according to Howard Stark, it's completely vibration-absorbent. But that thing gets hit so many times and, like, sends people out of a building. But if it's vibration-absorbent, you shouldn't feel any force from it because it's going to take the brunt of whatever it gets. That's the idea. And it does multiple times in the movie. But then other times, like, so, in the same sequence of scenes, remember when they're on the train and that's when Bucky dies or whatever? So, first and foremost, Steve uses the shield along his knees to block the Hydra guy, and he shoots the shield, and it just bounces off fine. He's, he keeps on moving. His momentum is not stopped, right? Because he's, he's, like, going down, like, a conveyor belt thing. And then two seconds later, Bucky grabs the shield and gets shot by the Hydra guy and gets launched out of the train. Mm-hmm. No sense. Makes no sense. And then the cutting of that is... The pacing is so all over the place. Like, Bucky just died, and we cut to... Um, he's drinking. The, the, doc, the doctor getting caught, and he's drinking. I like that scene where he's like, I can't get drunk. That was that was a good scene. But then I the ending. I, I, I have to put it in the water. I skipped all that because I did not feel like watching. I have to put it in the water. Landed at an airport, dude. He didn't know how, man. I don't, I don't know. Stupid. I did like this. I did kind of like the scene where he wakes up and they're trying to trick him to think it's 1940. He's so like, I good. was at that game. I was at, which that's lazy, though. That's uh, very lazy of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Pick a game from 1946. Say it's been a year, man. I don't know. Okay, that's pretty. Th- uh, Alex just cracked the code here. <laughs> Try my best here. Try my best. This movie. But what was there? Okay, so what was their plan? He's like, okay, well, I'm in 1944. Well, Fury said we're gonna ease him in. I feel like the second they go, hey, actually, it's 2010 or whatever. He's be like, oh, are they just gonna keep going? Is hey, it's actually 1950. No, oh. it's 1952 actually. Whoa, it's 1954. <laughs> And they just keep going until they get to present day. Keep, keep going. And now we, we've had – oh, my Lord. that's just. Or crazy. they just say it's like 1950 and all this tech has been made in four years. Times Square is just like that now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. You've seen in the Avengers how the Tesseract technology that S.H.I.E.L.D. has used has led them to getting greater technology and stuff like that. Also, this movie had a Wilhelm scream in the 21st century, automatic point deduction. Elon Musk one. is in it, though. That's true. Elon Musk is not in it. Also, there's this point where they have they have to get to the last Hydra base, and it's like, guys, um, this base is 500 feet underground. How are we gonna break in? But Davis, did you notice that the crew just zip lined in? How do you zip yeah. line into a in a place that's on a mountaintop if it's 500 feet underground? I don't, 
I don't know. I've, <laughs> this I movie like is this so movie. bad. It's in my fifth spot. It's just so much manufactured tension because they're like, oh my gosh, we can't stop him, but you have been stopping him. And then the end. Why didn't, why didn't Schmidt just do that plan of nuking everything earlier? Or that's whatever? a great question. That's a great, that's a great, great question, isn't it? And also, I'm very hard pressed to believe that the MCU planned for Red Skull's transport. I thought Red Skull looked good. I thought the makeup was good. I thought Hugo Weaving was good, even though he got replaced. He didn't. He didn't come back for the end game one. Are you sure? Oh yeah, it was. It was a different guy. It sounded like him though, because he said he hated the makeup, which makes sense because the makeup looked very uncomfortable. Let me see. It was a guy from The Walking Dead. I can't remember his name though. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'll look into it. But then we got another post credit scene, Davis. I, I will say I do love that I have a I had a date and then the and it cuts. I think that was a good that was a good thing. Wouldn't you say so? That was a good scene. I got skipped over that too. But yeah, I remember. Lord have mercy. I skipped like the last twenty minutes because I did not feel like watching it. And then the post credit scene, Davis. Buckle in for this one. It's a tease of a scene we see in the Avengers where Nick Fury goes to Steve while he's training at a gym, working out. Having PTSD flashbacks. That's all right. But then, did you stay for the? Did you watch the post credit scene for this? Which one was it? Oh my god! It was basically a trailer for the Avengers, and I'm not kidding. Oh, the, I skipped that. The tag next summer: some assembly required. Oh my god! <laughs> that might be one of the worst. Why? 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 Did you find the guy? Yes. Was it Ross Marquand? Oh yeah. Don't know who that is. Some funny over there, Jack. He's lost Marquand. Isn't it Marquand? Marquand. Farquad? Did I say Farquad? Marquand. Okay, yeah, Marquand. You got it? Yeah, yeah. So this movie, whew. Five. Five. Five point five. Getting my fifth spot. Uh, people really like this movie, and right. I'm gonna be honest. I don't I don't understand. So bad. I don't understand it at all, Davis. He plays Ultron in Avengers. Uh, what Doctor if? Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Which one? Doctor Strange. I don't know. How can he play Doctor Strange? We saw no, Doctor No, he Str- plays Ultron in oh. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, he plays the Ultron bots. I don't know. Probably. Davis, you want to move on to the last yeah, one? Yeah, mercilessly. Finish up, with, finish up with Avengers, the second best one of Phase 1. But it's Marvel's The Avengers. Let's move on to Marvel's The Avengers. Starring Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Chris Everybody Evans that we already talked about. Steve Rogers. Oh, yeah. no, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth back as Thor. Scott Johansson back as well. Oh, Jeremy Renner about to die. as Clint Barton slash Hawkeye. Tom Hiddleston again. Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson. Love Phil. Colby Smulders er, as Maria Hill. Stellan Skarsgård again as Selvig. How much and another reference? Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, who got paid four to six million for this. When's time. Wayne Knight going to be in one of these? Wayne Knight? <laughs> Do Newman. you mean Newman? Newman. Newman. Really? I cannot is believe it. Wait, find it. Is there a Newman button? No, there isn't a Newman button, but there is a. There should. Let be. me just tell you what I think about that. <gasps> the no George Costanza is gone. Oh, well. <gasps> what? A nope. little ugly dude. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> Classic. Excellent. Try the I was acting. Is that one working? Where is it again? Uh, bottom. It. Oh. No! What? I didn't delete all these. Here's a drive in a deep left field by <laughs> you, can't, you can't hear these. Can be a home run. It's driving a deep left field. I can hear them. What? Yeah. How? Oh, he's just not laughing. We were hoping you'd think he it was funny. He can't hear them. <laughs> That's disappointing. Play one more. No. You know, Davis, um, speaking of Iron Man 2. I heard Spider-Man was there. <laughs> I should have used that then. <laughs> Dang it. 
It's technically we, funny. I don't think we can use it. We have to cut all this out, actually. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, it's a little dicey. I'll cut it out. I was acting. <laughs> I was acting. Or was I? Okay. Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers. Uh, uh, you know, so I remember this know, movie. It's not worse than... I thought I was going to hate it. I didn't hate it. I actually kind of enjoyed it. But uh, I'm ranking it second best. Um, Joss Whedon definitely made this movie. I'll say that. <laughs> a lot of Dutch angles in this one as well. I liked a lot of the dialogue, though, I will say. Uh, some of it I liked. Some of it. Okay, go on, there was, a, there, go. Was a, there was a part where, like... Tear it apart. Where Iron Man was, like, when they had to fix the helicarrier's, uh, helicarrier's uh, uh, rotor, and then he was like, I just need to stabilize, like... And then Captain America went, English, please! <laughs> I, I understood that reference. Oh, my... I hate that one, too. I hate that I understood that reference. It's so annoying. What, all he, what did he say? He said, "Like oh, fly." Yeah, the problem is it's flying, flying monkey. monkeys. Flying monkeys. You don't even need to get the reference to understand what he's saying. Get a better one. Be like, "Oh, this is worse than Sauron." Maybe, maybe if if Iron Man said that man is playing Galaga, then he understands that reference. He wouldn't get that reference. Oh, wait, he wouldn't get that reference. I'm so. Stupid. How would he get that reference? Out? I, 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 that was. Look. This is worse than Dwight D. Eisenhower's uh, campaign speech. <laughs> we've been doing. Oh, this. I get that one. We've been doing this for Ike two hours. President. I'm sorry, Ike President. Ike uh, well, President. you know, I'm assuming. What he's got catching... that one? What was Ike? The '60s. 1953 to 19. Okay, he wouldn't have gotten that. He was a general in World War II. Uh, so he would know Ike. He might know Ike. Maybe. I bet he would have voted for. Maybe. Him. Jack. Maybe. <laughs> Ike for president. Ike for president. Uh, this oh, yeah, film no, no, premiered no, no, no. on May 4th, May the 4th with you, in 2012 oh in the United States. <laughs> it was the longest MCU Phase 4 film by far at four two hours, hours and, and no, two hours and 23 minutes. It's the most expensive and most successful up to this point with $1.5 at the global box office on a mammoth budget of $220 million, becoming the third highest grossing film of all time at the time of its release, and the highest-grossing film of 2012, as well as the first Marvel production to generate $1 billion in ticket sales. In 2017, Avengers was featured on the as one of the 100 greatest films of all time by Empire Magazine, and it is the first film of the MCU to be distributed by Walt Disney Studios. I will say, I like the beginning. I like... Where it opens with Fury and all them and the Tesseract, and I like Loki's entrance though. Him saying "You have heart" before he dings everybody is very like Shield, go! Like that's very <laughs> Avengers, assemble! <laughs> it's very my power. What, are the, what are the Power Rangers? My say? power doesn't go go Power Rangers. Yeah, is that what they say? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's not. Oh, uh, well, it just depends. When it's they like... suit up, what do they say? It just oh, it's like um, they'll say like uh, like. Tiger, <laughs> like, yeah, this guy, this guy gets it. I've seen Mighty Morphin. It's a good movie. Love that movie. Very I nice. All the Red Rangers came together. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Excellent. Lo- love the crossover. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get back to the. I agree. I'm getting a headache. I thought I, I thought the beginning was pretty good. I thought the introduction. I really like um, everything with Mark Ruffalo. Yes, I think Mark ten Ruffalo out of really ten. I love his entire where he stop. He's like, stop lying. He's like, I'm just messing with you. Or like he talks about how I don't always get what I want, and just that's a great scene. I also really like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow in this movie. I do. I think she she says some funny things where it's like, okay, well, but like the whole scene where she levels with Banner and where she levels with Loki is really good. I think the scene where Loki is like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let Barton go, not until he's killed you and tortured every limb of your body, and then I will crack his skull, and then you will know what pain is. And I'm like. 
dang, okay. Pretty, okay. De- pretty okay. dark. Okay, Loki, there's no need, no need to do all that nonsense. But the thing is, uh, with Mark Ruffalo, I, uh, the Hulk, but he goes, I've, my secret is I'm always angry. But that means he has control of the Hulk, which doesn't really make sense. It's kind of it's kind of shunt shoehorned in at the, at the moment. It was like, oh, it's awesome. He's always angry, and then you think about it, like, oh. you're like, what? And it kind of defeats really, the purpose of Hulk, doesn't it? I don't really see. And why is he always angry? What's he so angry about? Well, okay, it it, it does tie into no, the. No, no, what's he so angry about? It, sh- Socio-political. It's a cool line, uh, which is not really Hulk. But it, <laughs> smash. <laughs> Hulk, do your taxes. <laughs> it's a lame joke. I do think. Um, <laughs> I do think that um, it does tie into the end of the Incredible Hulk movie where he does the breathing exercise and then he masters his eyes open and they're green. Yeah. So he at least masters to summon mm-hmm. the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Being in charge, a little dicey. I don't I don't know about that one. But man. Hulk looks good in this too. He does. He does. I love when he attacks uh, the black he attacks Black Widow and is running down the hall. That whole scene's great. But the problem is, man, Davis. You know, I talked about it earlier. There are so many lines that are just like, wink at the camera. Did you see that one? So there's one. I'm just going to go in order of all the ones I wrote down. There's, hey, where's Agent Barton? Oh, the hawk? Up in his nest. Get it? Because his name is Hawkeye. Yeah, that's funny. Do, do you understand? We got an eye on the hawk. Or, or then he's like, Loki, brother of Thor. What the? Who speaks if, like if that? If Avengers was made in 2021, they would have been like, Loki, Loki is <laughs> metal or something. I don't know. But still Cringe. like, oh, Loki, your Thor's brother is actually how a human talks. Then you've got, again, I said that you have it. Oh, like the whole you get the big guy phone call. Maybe just say who it is. Like, Davis, if I tell you, hey, we're doing that movie today. I'd be so mad at you. Because I talk like, like a normal human being, unlike this English, movie. English, please. <laughs> Every single line of this do you movie. Think, do you think in like Spanish movies or like Bollywood movies, they go like, Espanol, por favor, <laughs> when they're like saying something really scientific? Or is that just a like Hollywood Maybe. thing? I don't, I'm pretty sure it's a Hollywood thing because it's stupid. And Joss Whedon is stupid. Joss Whedon, bad person? Who's here? Grayson's also here. It's oh. Joss Whedon. Grayson, do you want Joss to join Whedon's the show? Here. How did Grayson hear about this? It's Joss Whedon's <laughs> friend, Josh Whedon. That'd be cool. You know, Grayson, you'd be very happy to know that Davis ruined the trivia today just like you did on <laughs> Shaft, so congratulations. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So, truth be told, I don't remember how I ruined the trivia on Shaft. You said the would answer. You, would you, I said, you had Nosferatu. I said, all right, guys, trivia for the week is blah, 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 whatever. And you said, Nosferatu. And it's like, oh. <laughs> that was the answer. It, it was late, all right? It, so it, I don't know what you expected. It was, okay. actually, it was early in the 24-hour broadcast. We had a long way to late. go. In the day. True, 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 true. My day did not start at 5 p.m. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, yeah, welcome to the show, Grayson. Good to have you. We're talking about the Avengers 2012 edition. Turn my mic off. Uh oh. We're going to get in trouble if you leave me on. I mean, technically, we're almost done. We've discovered a bleep function, so we can just do that the whole time. Did I do that? Did I? (laughs) Where did that come from? So Adrian was just like, hey, you can do this, and you can just like highlight the audio and just like turn its tone so it just goes as a beep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's, not not yeah, in here, not in here. Not like a button. I Adrian wish it was a button. learned how to edit. <laughs> this guy. You, you can put in... <laughs> you can put in minimal Can I, can I say curse word right now so you can bleep it? No. <laughs> Please, come on. No, wait for it to be get, timely. Get just one. You're not on the air. I see the one not... Wow. <laughs> let, me, let me write... Get for, beep. <laughs> we're going to write that one. <laughs> we're, we're they won't know what like I said. When we just 
pull out this part of the audio and send it to him. <laughs> well, there was there was a part last week. Davis, if no, he no, was no, taking no, out no. the context, would have been a little bad. We're gonna keep going. We're talking about the uh, the Avengers and this movie. <laughs> Let's finish this up. I'm tr- I got really got to piss. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I've missed my train before too. Uh, okay, Jack. Good for you. I'll train. Also, there's there's another one. Um, there's the gentleman. You may want to step inside a minute. It's gonna get a little hard to breathe. Why why don't they just like actually? Is this going underwater? Yeah, th- it, it may. Uh. Every everything's like a ha ha. This is funny because it's clever, and I'm hinting at what's about to happen. Mm. Let's see what else I wrote down. He's like the he's or like the, the evil. No, nah, I'm gonna. They loved the um the Hawkeye jerk out the yeah. um. The bow because he does it four times, including he's like, I need a distraction and an eyeball. Why not just say whose eyeball you're getting? No, not not a fan of that one as well. You also got you got a suit, then suit up. Really? Why did you ask? Attack. God, I I didn't mind that one. I did. Stupid. It seemed it seemed like see the I'm not overly fond of what follows when Loki hears the thunder. That's like a good hint at what's coming. That's good dialogue. The problem is everywhere. Josh Whedon in this movie have set up everything that followed in the MCU's humor and movie making style. I would agree. I I would agree. I really, Land shots, silly reference, wink at the camera. Audience Dutch is gonna angles. love this. Also, thankfully the Dutch angles have not. There's followed. a whole plot line that got just like skipped out because when all the Avengers get separated, Thor goes to pick up his hammer. He's like, "No, I'm not going to." And then the next scene, he picks it up and he sails away. And then he magically ends up in New York. It's like they cut out a ten-minute scene there of something. Eh, I don't really I don't know. Care. I don't Man. want any more. I don't want any more content from this movie. Wow. I mean, like it's fine. It's I liked it's, it as a kid. I, I like. I didn't I think, hate it now. I think the action is very enjoyable. I like. I like the final like. The only part minutes. I really remember was like the New York fight scene. Where it it's is like, very oh, dull in the middle. And that was just like twenty. Also, 20 the, minutes. the concept of Nick Fury sticking uh, the trading cards in Coulson's blood is very weird. What feels his blood? Did you think of that? Well, there's no. There's no indication of that. In the council, stupid. Why was the council there the whole time? Yeah. I don't like that. Also, They're going to nuke New York. Also, the fact that um, Barton and them have a clear opportunity to shut down the whole helicarrier, and he's like, what if we just shut down one of the propellers? Because then, if Iron Man turns on the other one, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just, you know, what? <sighs> Grayson, any, any thoughts? We, we, you can't, we got the bleep function, so if you're... I specifically told you to turn my mic off because I don't have thoughts. I'd say, yeah, I'd say no. turn their mics I, off. I, I watched, to say. I've seen the original Avengers once in 2012, and that was the last time I needed to see that film. I agree. That's I a fair, fair point. I, I think we, well, yeah, that's a good point. Well, you, you, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I just do we have, how, much, how much more do we have to say about this movie? Do we have to say about this movie? Right? It's better than everything other than Iron Man in Phase yeah, 1. Yeah, I'm ranking them Iron Man, Avengers, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Iron the Man The music too. is really good. Yeah. Shout out to Alan Silvestri yet again. It's okay. What? I, I mean, it's okay. I'm not going to listen to this soundtrack ever. Okay, well, that, I like If you handed me a vinyl, like the Avengers soundtrack, I'd be like, oh, okay. Okay, Dave. Not as See, that's, that's what anyway, I'm to say. I guess moving on to our last three, four things of the day. We got, what, are we, what have we been reading or watching? Davis, you go first. What we I, talked, I don't we talked about I gotta it. I got to find it. What? Um, I've been down. watching 90s sitcoms. Most recently, I watched the first episode of Martin, that being Martin Lawrence's mm-hmm. sitcom from 1992. And I've watched like five episodes of the Jamie Foxx show, which is much better than Martin. I th- from the one episode I saw of Martin. That makes sense. Which is from 1996. Very, I, I, I saw would, the clothes. They're pretty funny. Jamie Foxx show is pretty funny. It's, it's pretty run-of-the-mill sitcom, but I like Jamie Foxx in it. He's funny. That's fair. That's fair. As for me, um, college football yesterday. Yep, Magnificent. Yeah. We had three TVs going. It was a glorious time. 
I'm so glad it's back. And then also, The Way Way Back is a movie that I've been searching for for many years that I finally found out is on HBO Max. It's so good. It's got Steve Carell, but he's like totally a jerk. This is before he became Foxcatcher and like, you know, mm-hmm. assaulted that person apparently. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that movie. Apparently he won an award for it though. But yeah, I watched, I watched the movie. It's very, very good. Now, Davis, we're on to the Ministry of Truth for the MCU, as you said. Right. Oh, yeah. She-Hulk, CGI, Marvel CGI as a whole. Jack, I know you're an expert. Wow. <laughs> He's asleep. Wow. Funny guy here, Jack. You got any She-Hulk opinions to share? Uh, he hasn't watched it. Truthfully, no. I'm going to keep pretending you're our She-Hulk <laughs> expert and just go with that. I'm probably the Jack most- really liked the Megan <laughs> The Stallion scene. I really I liked when she was green. Yeah. <laughs> What about when she wasn't green? Well, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Once Twitter gets around to showing you that. And Hulk's going, he's not in his head. Well, Davis, you clearly wrote this down for a reason, so what do you got to say about it? I'm just it? saying uh, how great the CGI was in Iron Man, how, how magnificent it looked, and how CGI She-Hulk looked like a scene from FIFA, as people have been saying on Twitter. Or Grand Theft Auto, as you said. Yeah, that's what Jack said. I, I think y'all need to cut the shows a little bit of slack compared to the movies. There's, there's a They're getting big, $25 million an episode, doesn't though. matter. That I is still, still a huge budget delta compared to a movie. But even then, Thor, a, Love, and, and Thunder. time delta. That's the more important part. Thor, Love, and Thunder CGI is not much better. I will not defend Thor, Love, and Thunder. I'm <laughs> saying on the whole... All right. I'll, I'll dunk in on any Marvel CGI. Yeah. De- I, I, I'm a Moon little, more, I'm a little more forgiving, admittedly. Though there was some that was like just painfully bad. That the, it, it wasn't like, like there was a shot in Moon Knight in the first episode where like a tree hits a car and it was like PS2 I, I've seen what you're game. I still haven't about, seen that. Right? I'm gonna that, look that was up. like, that was like to me. It was like, okay, a show with this amount of money. Like if it's the, if they're spending the money like Game of Thrones, it should look like Game of Thrones. Well, they're not spending the money like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was less than 25 million an episode. I know. I'm, I'm saying that there's, there's different things going on here. It doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway, I'm not saying a blanket pass. I'm saying you should, y'all should be a little bit easier on these. I won't go any admittedly, easier. On admittedly, admittedly, I, I appreciate. I, w- your I will. Not, I know that is part of the yeah. fact that again, we're not necessarily blaming the VFX artists themselves. I do know that Marvel puts them under an insane time crunch, as have stories been released. And, and you can't buy more minutes in the day. <laughs> True. Exactly. I'm aware. I'm aware of that. I think the CGI artists should unionize. This is, this is more of a. Of a ter- I mean, that's true, Davis. That's based, but it doesn't matter. This is more of a tear against Marvel than what, Davis. <laughs> Okay, We're I watching the car. Okay. Oh my goodness! <laughs> right, let me see it again. I haven't seen <laughs> the it. The new Forza looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Forza from on the Xbox 360. I used to it play this. It looks so so bad. What's he saying in this? He's going, Ella, oh look at that car. He's right in front of me, isn't he? Oh, I'm scared. Look at that. <laughs> it looks so terrible. Again, it's it's more of an issue with Marvel and the time crunches and rest- and strain they put on the people they hire. Not so much the the artists themselves, because it's just, we know it's downright impossible. Do which they is ever, why I love, Sorry, I don't go mean ahead. to do no, It's all good. In the Moon Knight show, do they ever address this, that the guy's name is spelled with a C? Because that's how it's spelled in the subtitles. I never watched more than the first episode, so. Oh, oh so you're a quitter? Like, it's, yeah. It's a pretty good show. <laughs> I enjoy it. Okay, but. that's, I, I just, I was very marveled out at that point, which of course now we've done, we're going to be watching when we do the. See, the trick is just to not watch any of the movies and then you can enjoy media again. That's that's like, why. We're, well, that's why we're doing four episodes of that's this. That's why we're doing four and not one all at once because I thought we might lose our minds. But Davis, you, you keep going with that if you want any uh, any final. But I will say. I think I've, I've reached my. Why was, Twitter, she, why was she clapping? Who? Because Megan Thee Stallion. Was no, there. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? 
The only other media Good I've radio. seen of She-Hulk is a gif of her clapping oh, so hard it knocks Mark, that's, that's Mark, a whole Mark thing. Ruffalo it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole thing, which then they also just throw a rock into the distance, which definitely land on the lawn like a house. But I think the biggest know? issue is that like Twitter is so offended with the fact that they twerked in a post-credit scene. I have no that's idea. We just watched that. It's so stupid. They're like, this is like... Even though if you actually like look up She-Hulk comics, her comedy style is that she's very self-aware and she does things like that. The whole like one of the comic panels they pulled was like her getting fired from work because she took a photo of her butt on like a copier. It's like how'd you know it was me? It's like it was green. Like yeah. <laughs> it's it's like you know that that's like the the standard of comedy. So therefore, I don't know why everybody's so upset over a post-credit scene of Megan the Stallion. Like who cares? But Marvel people are you know very angry and you know. A lot of the YouTubers that all hated Obi-Wan Kenobi for the wrong reasons seem to hate this, too. Boom. Now, Davis, what was our trivia question? Oh, wait, we were going to reveal the options. Pull up that trivia question from earlier. God. Okay. What? What was the song the that was played in the tunnel scene in Perks of Being a Wallflower? There are options. A, Heroes by David Don't Bowie. answer, Grayson. I've never seen this movie. B, oh, okay, Imagine by John Lennon. Ooh. C, There was a light in the tunnel that never, there's a light that never goes out by the Smiths. Mm. D, Creep by Radio. I'm just kidding. High and Dry by Radiohead. <laughs> I think I know which one it is, Davis. Do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Because I saw the answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I should have assumed that, admittedly. <laughs> I should have assumed that. Well, yeah, that's the trivia question. Uh, we'll be answering that next week at the start of next week's episode when we do National Treasure with Nick Cage. Nick Cage will not be on the show. It's just yeah, he will. Nas- I'll call him up. I've been thinking I want to do an accent. Or not an accent, an Nick Cage no, impression. You, you shouldn't do that. I shouldn't I'm, do that? I'm going to say, look, I'm not your boss anymore. And I'm going to say that's a generally bad idea to do a Nick Cage impression. Why? It's so easy. Yeah, that's do what it. everybody who does do one thing. Do it. I got to prepare, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so oh, easy. I got to. I, 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 I did a Nicole Kidman Aussie impression <laughs> reading the. I read the entire AMC thing at the so, beginning. It was so bad. Yeah, well, I know. I know it wasn't good, but I didn't go, it's easy. And then I go, I need time to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> look, I need prep time, okay? I think you should do the voice <laughs> next hey, week on the show. Here, here's one for when we go to Washington D.C. and steal that document. Nick Cage, <laughs> Romley's here too. <laughs> if the black hole is the oyster, then the particularity is the pearl inside. I hate that you do that so well. I wish you would have let his kid be an engineer. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Cope. Oh no! It's a ta- ta- Tars, Levitt. <laughs> it's, it's it's necessary. Okay, play the answer. I'm ready to go. I got a piece so bad. That is not what he sounds like. All right, I'll turn off all I, y'all's I, mics. I, then. I got I got my Romilly and my Doofenshmirtz down. That's it. Do your Doofenshmirtz. No, I can't do, do it. it. I need prep time. Oh come on, Alex! I got a pee. Okay, man. go pee. Your mics are off. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Through the Lens version 3, 3.0, the third one, whatever you want to call it. We hope you enjoyed, and if you have any thoughts on the MCU Phase 1, you can reach out to the show's Instagram directly. We have three more MCU episodes to go, so if there's anything you'd l- you would like to discuss, if you have any thoughts on the series as a whole, or if you would even like to join one of our MCU episodes, please let us know. We will be back next week for an episode on the Nick Cage classic National Treasure Films, and we hope you'll be there too. This is Alex Houston alongside Davis Carroll. Signing off, we will talk again next week.